gonna let's do an introduction and then I'll put this I'll splice this into the beginning of the podcast. Nice, yeah. Uh, so everybody, this is the very first episode of our new podcast that has no title. Um, actually, the name is. Oh, actually, we probably can we be friends? Is that I like a good that. One? I think we can, yeah. can we so, be friends. Okay, so we've just been talking for a couple hours. I'm gonna cut this part to the front. So Gage, just just cut this at the beginning, put it at the beginning. <laughs> um, but my name is Gage Morrow, and my name is Mike Massaro. Yeah, we we do stand up comedy in Connecticut, and uh, we met at an open mic, and we liked talking to each other. So we're like, why yeah. don't we do it in on a fucking recorded format and make yeah. content? So this is our podcast. Can we be friends? We're just gonna sit and talk. And uh, we hope you enjoy. We have something to start us off with. Um, I just got my golf club. I just got my driver. It's a it's a one. Don't worry about it. I got it. I got my driver uh, regripped today. So that's probably the whitest thing I've done all week. Which is uh, yeah, no shit. The premiere of my new favorite segment, whitest thing you've done all week. Mike, please take us away. You're very gender, or gender <laughs> racially ambiguous. What's the whitest thing that you've done all week? The whitest thing I've done all I mean, like, I work at a law firm. <laughs> like, all right, Mike wins this week. Uh, whitest thing this week. Um, also finished, see you next week. Finished a bottle of Glenlivet 15 in a night. Oh, yeah. Well, writing on a typewriter. Ooh. So if that's not the fucking douchiest whitest thing you've ever heard of. I got to bring I got to bring my I got to bring my game next time. Mm. Despite my looks. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's actually one that I want to talk about, too. Um, for anyone listening at home, uh, Mike and I don't really know each other that that well, but we uh, we liked our, each other's vibes, and uh, we thought, you know, we should get to know each other over a podcast. Yeah. So, um, and all, by the way, I don't have any ideas for what we should be naming this thing. Neither do I. So, I was um, going to ask you. <laughs> we'll probably figure out what we want in the show. You might hear it in, like, a titular drop, kind of like true. in a movie when they're like, we got to go. Yeah up or we'll like the wikipedia page the podcast is going to cite to the exact timestamp yeah, exactly. when we discover the name yeah the, the, the wiki fan yeah um but yeah uh so it that does get brought up a lot people think you're, you're oh, very yeah. racially ambiguous <clears throat> you're they don't know how to place yeah. you they're like mexican extremist somehow yeah. and they're I, like i tell a lot of stories about this on stage you know like i've i have but i have some ones that didn't make the cut you <laughs> know that are like i think funnier like the first one was like I, I went, you know, I mean, like I grew up in this town called East Haddam. Uh, it's in Con- Connecticut Valley, right on the river. And it's like 97% white, like no joke. Like that is the demographic. So I am the fucking like darkest person in the town. It's uh, okay. so, like all my friends growing up, like I was the black kid, even though like that doesn't make any fucking sense. I'm Sicilian. So, yeah. you know, like they gave you the N word pass. They're like, we yeah. all us white people give I mean, you the pass. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the type of town it was, everybody thought they had an N word pass. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the, the easy pass for the N word. Except for me. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and you're like, no, I have some sense about me. Yeah, exactly. I, I know when to keep my mouth shut. And, um, you know, uh, so, uh, that was always kind of interesting and weird. It made me like really kind of comfortable with just like looking the way I do at a young age. Uh, but so I went to a doctor in like high school once, uh, this new guy and you know, he's, he's doing the whole patient intake thing. Right. You know, he's like, Oh, you know, like here's your weight, here's your height. And he's writing the whole thing out. He's asking me questions about myself. One of the things that was weird was he asked me like, do you have any guns in your home? And I was like, I don't, I'm not fucking answering that question. That's a weird question. He goes, as is your right as an American. And he just fucking <laughs> writes like that. And, uh, so the end of the visit, I, I get like, you know, the printouts they give you yeah. all your shit. And I'm like looking through it and it's got all my info and it says race, African American slash black. And I was like, and I was so, con- I went up to the counter and I was like, Hey, uh, 
I'm not black. And she was just like, she just started laughing. And she was like, oh, yeah, we'll fix that for you. she like, a black lady? No, no. Oh, she okay. was, she, it's fucking like two towns over. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, yeah, it's kind of a radius to those kind of things. Yeah. yeah I mean, I have never been confused for another race before. Uh, I'm French Canadian, but uh, I've been confused for every other white guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I have a very much a, oh, you look like my friend. Like, yeah. kind of look, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a very nondescript, Neanderthalic, like, yeah. brow, you know, broad, broad face. Yeah. And they're just like, you, I, it's, I get like Devons, I'm a lot of Derek's, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? A lot of Kyle's. But yeah, I've never, I've never been. I think it's just the beard and the glasses. Mm, yeah. You always look like some one of their friends. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Uh, one time, I, this is my thing, my favorite story. Uh, we were at a, was at a party in college and um, I was with my friend Natalia. She's Colombian. Uh, and um, we were talking to like one of her, uh, this girl at this house party who she knew like kind of, I'm not sure how close they were. Um, and uh, she just starts, you know, talking about like, uh, like how, how much she, like viscerally despises white people. Like she's just going on about like, you know, what's her name? Con- she hit her up. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Like her. I'm a, and, and you know, like I, I was just like, I was sitting there. I don't give a shit. Like, you know, you can fucking think whatever the fuck you want. I don't, yeah. I don't have any particular affinity for white people or white culture or any, anything for that matter. I like what I like, you know, yeah. like, but, um, fucking, uh, my, my friend, she just goes, you know, Mike's white. Right. And, uh, and, and the girl goes, Oh, well, you look like a person of color, so, so you you pass. You wow. know that's literally what she said. And I was so like, that, so that girl, all right, that girl was like, black or was she Spanish? She was, or she's black, half okay. black. Yeah. That's hilarious because I've never heard of like, like that's some Twilight Zone version of what normally happens. Yeah, which is like there's some mixed kid in the crowd and you know and they're talking and it's like ah oh, these guys and he's like yep. you know you're one of the good ones right so yeah <laughs> it's like no one ever thinks but it's, yeah it's I mean, weird. weird it's all how I dress it's all how I like. How I your taxes? Yeah, I I, um, I I don't know. It's weird. Like I went to a very diverse high school, right? So Mm -hmm. like, I didn't go to necessarily like a very woodsy area, but I was in a small, smaller town, uh, Windsor Locks, Connecticut. Shout out. Okay. Uh, you know, there's an airport there. There's a train station there. It's right on the river. I've always said when I was a kid, I'm like, it's the easy, it's the best town to run away from. It's like even if all you have is a couple planks of wood and it's you got good weather, you're you just out. float down <laughs> to, the, to the long to Long Island Sound. Um, I think that's how geography works. I'm not sure, but uh, but yeah, I grew up in a, a smaller town and um, I went to like grade school, elementary school, like middle school, like up to like early uh, fucking um, up to like early middle school. I was in that town and then I. I won a, like a lottery mm-hmm. for a program at a uh, magnet school in Hartford. Oh. Uh, the greater it, at the time it was called the Greater Hartford Academy of Math and Science, or GAMAS for short, and uh, it was a crack school, which I'm sure you've seen yep. like Two yeah. Rivers and all yep. that shit. Um, ours was a math and science school, and it was like an experimental, like full time program for middle schoolers so they were starting to build out the now the program goes all the way down to like sixth grade it started at seventh grade but we were the first year to be seventh oh no shit the the first graduating class from that program from that school structure was a class of like eight people because it was like specifically math and science you know what i mean and and what what would happen is you'd have people from other public schools in the area Mm -hmm. get bussed in for half days so they would study their humanities and like their basic shit over in their school and then they would come to us specifically for our math and our science interesting to get like advanced programs because like there was like we had we had state funding for like advanced science shit so we took placement tests when we went to that school yep um 
this is this part of the story is just me bragging about how smart I am. Um, but the second part of the story is that it's a very diverse school. Like as a magnet school, they pull from all parts of the most undiverse state of Connecticut. And uh, but they had a requirement by like the passing of laws for like charter schools and magnet schools. Yeah. The point of a magnet school was like to reverse the busing programs of like the 80s and the 90s where they would bus in kids from the inner city and bring them to like suburban neighborhoods. And then you'd always have like those Hartford kids. Like we always had those Hartford kids in our class yeah. and you're just like making it so much easier for these kids to be racist. Cause they're like, you don't even live here. You take the buses in, you know what I mean? It's oh, very, yeah, it's so tough. the magnet school, we're all bust in and the people who lived in Hartford had like a majority, I think it was like a majority slot in the, in the lottery system. Um, they've since moved our campus to fucking farm country. So I don't know how that worked out, but, but it was by the nature of the school, it was like super fucking diverse, which is why I was always like attracted to people of color. Okay. <laughs> for like, like all my crushes were black girls, like Spanish girls, like all that. But like, so you're around at the time. Yeah, exactly. That's how you like develop. Yeah. But then I only ever dated white girls because every time I tried hitting on a black girl, I couldn't. I had no fucking game, so it's like I just got <laughs> shot down, and like it was so hard. And I think that's Corny. why I like got into comedy because I developed like roasting and I developed like jokes to try to like get in with people who were like constantly busting balls and shit. But mm-hmm. you know, ultimately. You know, I was never confused for any other race, but it's like I also went out into the world in like my small town where there was so ignorant. And like then I could start to discern like who was what I was like, oh, that's like like that person's Dominican. And like, oh, I thought they were just Spanish. But like, yeah, but it's like a specific thing. Like I started yeah. learning specific shit like Nigerian versus like Sudanese and yeah. like. Indian versus Pakistani. And you got really stuff. good at categorizing people by race. Yeah, I know. I, it was for all, <laughs> this is for my own personal research, yeah. mind you. I would have yeah. studied this anyways in an all-white neighborhood. But, <laughs> dude, that, that's crazy. I was watching, you have like... have a Norwegian jawline. Yeah. No, but, like, I can tell if someone's Korean. And I know that sounds fucked up. But, like, <laughs> I know... Like, when I see someone, I'm like, oh, it looks pretty Korean. Like, I, I can... Because I have, like, I mean, because also, if you want to talk about real racism and, like, separating communities, Asians are mad fucking racist. They, oh like, God, did yeah. a good job separating yep. themselves. Like, but it's hilarious because they all immigrate here to the United States, and then we're all like, you're all Chinese, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, no, we hate the Chinese for thousands yeah. of years. Yeah, you're Chinese, though, right? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You got that law, the Chinese Exclusion Act. <laughs> <laughs> but then, like, at the end of my high school, I got a scholarship to study in Germany uh, for my That's senior really year. Cool. And then Where I got Germany there. Studying? I studied all over the place because I had difficulties with my family. Please don't watch this. Um, <laughs> no, my so I had a temporary host family placement first in Hanover, which is like in the north of Germany. Um, mind you, I didn't know German when I went there. Okay. And this program was started to um, reintegrate the governments of Germany and America after the like fallout of World War II and after they restructured their government. Oh shit! So they try to reconnect like political. By, like, basically hostage negotiation. Like, you can have 50 of our kids, and then we'll have 50 of your kids, and then just don't do some dumb shit. Because we have your Germans, and we have your (laughs) Americans. But, no, it was really cool. It's funded by both governments, and it's uh, politically based. So I met – Congress was out of session at the time, but we go to D.C. first, and we meet – we were supposed to meet our Congress people, like, from the states. Because it was, like, 50 students from all over the United States. And so we go to meet our independent, like – and then – when at the end of our trip when we were in germany we um we actually met angela merkel and we really? were in parliament yeah it, we didn't I, only crap. one of us out of the 50 actually got to physically meet her and it was you some, guys were like at the like, yeah but we were there's a huge picture of us where it um from all over the states and uh 
and we all were in the same room and she spoke to us she gave us like a That's speech super cool yeah and at that point i knew what she was saying yeah. like it oh, wow. took me like months to learn german but like um you learned it there yeah i learned it there i learned how to count before we landed in berlin <laughs> or before we landed in frankfurt like that was the i was like what is it i don't even know uh eins zwei drei vier fünf sechs sieben acht neun zehn i can't look like i this love and your counting. german accent it's hilarious yeah yeah I, dude you look like a uh, doctor no. they just pulled out of like <laughs> a fucking nazi lab and you're dragging you to the fucking oh, trials yeah, nine, nine, nine. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, they wouldn't drag me. They would drag me right to NASA to help us <laughs> land Neil Armstrong on the moon, dude. You know what's good with fucking yeah, Project Paper. I'm glad to be here with Ver- Warner Von Braun. Yeah. Like. Hang, hangs the five slowest Jews every week. That's fuck. that's what he did. He Werner Von Braun, they made a, Walt Disney made a movie about this guy. And he adoration film. Yeah, right? not like <laughs> not like a couple years prior was he hanging Jewish slaves for being too slow at his rocket factory in Germany. <sighs> All because we wanted to beat the Soviets. Yeah. So it's like we just gave the Germans another reason to, like, beat them, even though the winter kicked their yeah. fucking kraut ass. <laughs> but, you know, what's great, though, is is I love history, too. I love mm-hmm. – um, I'm reading a book on, like, uh, the history of the East, like, Silk Roads and, like, oh, Middle East yeah. and, like, the development of the Islamic shit. nation and things like that. And, um, by the way, my, Islam was started as, like, a violent pyramid scheme, and it's hilarious. <laughs> they literally – they to, in, to in, I know this. this is a fun little anecdote that I learned – um, by the way, don't blame me. Blame uh, the Silk Roads, A New History by uh, Scott Frankopan, I think it is. Go after Scott Frankopan. Cancel that I'll, I'll lend you the book because I can see you're a very <laughs> I want to read that. Literary-minded yeah. guy. No, but the way Islam started was um, it started from uh, a tribe that Muhammad was part of, like mo- the Muhammad. Yeah. He went into a cave and had these revelations. Yeah. And cr- created basically like stories and like professions from God. That and I'm totally gonna get paid beheaded for this video, but he, uh, <laughs> I just I can't wait to see it. Um, ISIS, strong don't. start, strong. <laughs> please, that's okay. I, I, I got re- it. I know, right? Can you ISIS, please? <laughs> ISIS, relax. I don't want a fatwa on me. I don't want the Ayatollah to put a fatwa yeah. on me. But um, well, um, this is for sure gonna get flagged. But uh, <laughs> I'll cut it out. I won't. No, um, fuck it. But uh, but no. So his tribe, right? They they started to conquer. I don't know the exact like I don't remember the exact ways it started up, but they they started to conquer throughout the Middle East. There's just villages and tribes, not really much structure to that. So they started to like almost like Alexander the Great, just start to conquer and embolden. But the way that they grew their numbers was basically a pyramid scheme. They said if you help us sack this city or this village, you get a percentage of the profit from what we loot. And That's... if you had converted to our belief structure early on, you get an increased percentage of the loot. That so, explains so much. It's multi-level marketing. That's it why is. they get so many. That's amazing. It's, it's, <laughs> on, it's the Kate Spade of religion. It's the Avon lady. It's, it's the Tupperware part. They're just having a violent yeah. Tupperware party. C- could you imagine if your Mary Kay lady killed you if you didn't buy a fucking yeah. set of cosmetics? Now, mind you, just fucking <laughs> – just the makeup. Night. No, but yeah. like – this is my you buy over- this palette. This is my oversized, like, or over oversimplified version of what actually happened. But that's how they um, encouraged people. And also, like, reading the book too, it's like you realize Christianity is like super Asian because yeah. it started in the Middle East. Like mm-hmm. we say Middle East, but it's like East is part of like the Asiatic continent. Yeah. But Christianity was like in Jerusalem. Like the- Jesus shouldn't have been white, obviously. But like should have looked like me. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It literally would have looked like me. Yeah, if but, he lived at his parents' beach house. But like, there's, there's like, 
Christian artifacts like deep into like Mongolia and China because as the Silk Road was built out from Asia, Christianity like had a backdraft and like yeah. travel like religion travels along trade routes back then. Makes sense because that's how you transfer ideas. But dude, I heard this cool story while I was over there. Like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, there's guys named Jesus Christ. He's kind of fucking sick to be yeah. honest. Like he hung from a cross because it's just that dope. Yeah. But like, <laughs> well, to wrap this part this part up, like from my perspective is like, what was interesting is that. At a certain point, like Judaism, Christianity, these weren't religions. These didn't have – they were just cults. Yeah. Because the people that they were based on were still alive or just freshly dead. Rest in peace, JC. But like – pour one out for the yeah, homie. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Body of Christ, blood of Christ. No, but like – Power of Christ. Power of Christ. <laughs> exactly. Um, but these were just cults. Like the yeah. Jews were persecuted throughout history. Like At this point, like can we stop? Like they're kind of the oldest religion ever. Yeah. But, um, but back then, it's like – rulers chose which religion their subjects would follow based on war like christianity was so offensive back then because it in it um promoted forgiveness and like mercy mm-hmm. and equality and like the uh, the highest power is a singular god instead of the pagan like fuck everybody yep. let's go to war yeah it was like get married be monogamous settle down and be peaceful which Absolutely. was very anti-war that's not how you conquer a nation that's how you settle down you know at, like like rome wanted to fuck <laughs> and christianity yeah. wanted to settle down and try to like cuff their yeah. citizens <laughs> yeah right and um and no let's so, grow let's just magic no, guys let's, like, let's fucking yeah let's get exactly. this population up make love yeah. peace so no i just thought it was interesting because they would have to convince back then like there's no god there's gods and stuff like that they're so used to the paganism so it's like you had to convince a ruler that it's like you have to follow a religion and if you do then like the grace of god will be on your side yeah. and your enemies will go to hell but it's like if you choose the wrong religion, you choose the wrong god, then you're not favored in battle. You fucked. Yeah. So you need someone to convince you. You need to have like a prophet or like a scholar convince yeah. you. So that was interesting because I got a point. Like What's his face? Constantine carrying the Christian symbol, the, yeah, the flag exactly. in the battle. Like, yeah. Because he, he had a dream, you know? And yeah, like, and he made that. And so that's why Christianity was European. Yep. That's why it became yeah. European. But it was basically just a cult of 12 dudes walking around like, bro, our yeah. skinny friend that got hung up by all these fucking politicians yeah. he was a cool guy and he yeah. said some real dope shit peaceful anarchist like. yeah pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah man it's just love and peace or whatever man what what i love about like i mean like the uh, uh like early christianity stuff was like the just the the fucking the incredible like I, I don't know, i've read a little bit about like just some of the crazy ritualistic stuff that like they did and how much it's been sort of toned down and monotonized through like the european you know like institutionalization of it um yeah, yeah. and and uh j- just like like the the uh uh the, they, they just found this church like i think a couple months ago uh in in the middle east and it was like an early early christian temple and they found like burnt cannabis on the altar they found like yeah, all, yeah and like all that stuff is definitely part of the ancient tradition that doesn't get you know oh yeah like for instance rastafarianism is a sect of christianity mm-hmm. that studies the book of solomon because he was the wise king and they smoke cannabis because their legend goes that cannabis grew from the tomb of King Solomon, which, however they define that, that makes it like the the connection between you and God. And that, yeah. that's how you become enlightened. That's mm-hmm. how you become smarter and like more wise. And so Rastas like are, you know, they left modernity and like European colonization to go into the woods and smoke weed and find God. Mm-hmm. You know, it's very like... It's very Christian, you know what I mean? Like, separate yourself, but I don't know, man. It I is. fuck with history. History's fucking dope, but it's like, history also repeats itself like a motherfucker. Like, it's fucking crazy. I Nobody learned... fucking, th- Every, everyone, like, loves to say that, yeah. and then not realize when it's, like, playing out Dude, in front of them. I, 
I when I watched the movie Indiana Jones, which was the one where he had a flashback in the beginning where his dad was uh fucking That's not Temple, James is Bond it? uh Crusade where he was like that's how he got his whip. It showed how he got his whip. Where yeah. he was in like the the train car with the lion. Is is that is that fucking I don't I don't remember, man. But anyways, it's been I, a while. <laughs> I, like back then I thought the dad was so cool because he like made him count in all those different languages and I was like yo that would be so cool to raise a kid like that and I want to be able to raise my kid to like if they see a news story to like ask them for a a parallel historical event yeah that's to show that history just keeps repeating itself like dude I got this one's a bop dude I read it in the same book and I love it because it makes you realize the shallowness of the public education that we get Mm-hmm. Um, by the way, I thought it was going to be a comedy podcast. I didn't know this was going to be like a we're, we're in the portal now. <laughs> funny, funny takes on anything yeah, and everything. We'll get to there. You know, like, yeah. oh, Jews are crazy. Um, but um, no, I mean, this is a comedy podcast. Yeah, this is too, too, too meta. There's four walls in this room. I'm not breaking the fourth one. But um, no, but Jewish this, women. Yeah. <laughs> as Shout long as they're black. Jewish women. Oh, um, <laughs> no, but there was this 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 really fucking cool anecdote from history that. Or, or, or ways because it makes you think about like you're just taught part of the story, but a lot of times you don't aren't t- taught the explanation. So America sought its independence because it wasn't it didn't have any representation in Parliament, and mm-hmm. they were being taxed at the ass because of the tea tax of uh, 1773. Yep. Now that's all we're taught of American history. That's where our history starts. Yeah. But there is a reason why the British increased taxes sharply out of nowhere. That's why they reacted because it was an immediate tax that came out of nowhere. And then that, that's kind of what woke them up. It was like a huge price hike. Yeah. So it wasn't just a slow boiling. No, in the, water. in the 1770s, there was an attack on Bengal in India and the British stepped in as like a military authority to oversee that there was no more violence. Kind of like what oh, America shit. does. Yeah. In yeah. Iraq. World police. Exactly. So the East Indian trading company, East India, then there's the West Indies yep. and the islands, because um, Columbus doesn't know what how to fucking go uh, east, apparently. Um, Who needs it? Yeah, well, Vasco da Gama beat him to it, which, another point. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> so anyways, they're fucking around in India, and the leaders around Bengal are, like, using their interference as, like, a way to corrupt the politic. So, hmm. the East Indian Trading Company is trading all this shit, and it's like, the leaders from around are bribing the East Indian Trading Company to give them more favorable positions of power. And they basically corrupt the shit out of India over the course of a couple years to the point where a third of the population of India dies of starvation because they're Jesus cut off from supply of, to grain and food and like access to like all this shit because colonizers do what colonizers do. They snatch up the resources yep. and create a paywall, basically. Yeah. You know, they're like the only fans yeah. of empires. Yep. They're just like, can't see this pussy. Be like, I could have yeah. dated you. Like, so I was yeah. mad. Also, you guys need a regional government. We, we got we to yeah. organize this stuff. But like, we just traded. Yeah, yeah, you do trade with the yeah. money we make yeah. and we tax you on it and you can't buy anything the way you want. And also, you can't make salt, Gandhi, <laughs> so you better watch your fucking step, all right? Here's your constitution. Yeah. Uh, Wait, you what? Can, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's not even in my language. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. It's boilerplate. You yeah. don't have to worry about it. <laughs> Dude, that would be a great sketch. Like, the British Empire sends an agent to, like, yeah. to, like draft, like, India as a new talent. Like, we love you, man. Like, it's like a, like a sports agent. Like, like a Jerry Maguire with, like, yeah. an Indian, like, the, 
the leaders of India or like what America did to just like, got like a whole legal team just all these yeah. guys in the barrister outfits with the fucking wigs <laughs> just showing up like we were from Lloyd Lloyd of London like. <laughs> yeah or like Dole like the re- representatives from Dole going to the king of Hawaii <laughs> yeah. like King Mayamea they're yeah. like what's a pineapple they're like don't worry about it don't worry about it it's totally not going to be the entire industry that we rob your country what yeah. you rob your country of yeah. but or, anyways or, or like when they bought all the fucking uh, the cape in Manhattan and all that shit for clamshells oh, yeah. oh yeah like, <laughs> like you mean, I, I do actually have a hot take on that though the Native Americans need to shut the fuck up out of New York alright <laughs> <laughs> sorry American Indians because it's like New Amsterdam is our territory yeah, well I mean look you didn't have the wheels so just chill for a second I mean but I fuck with some I fuck with some nah that's, that's a little over the top but it's like just because we did some dope shit with it don't be jealous you could have also built the flat iron building you just yeah, didn't right. think about it <laughs> you had your shot yeah exactly Get, you fucking yeah. we showed up and it was an undeveloped yeah. we just gentrified that's the American way we eminent yeah. domain that shit we fucking bulldozed it oh, yeah. We put up a hotel, make some money, get some tax revenue, yeah, get bro. the shit going. Like, I'm sorry that Native Americans don't have bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> Pull yourself up by Wait, your moccasins. Yeah. A one-on-one class for business classes for a yeah. completely disenfranchised community. Dude, I will say, though, like, all that Native American history about, uh, you know, like, yeah, your tri- like the Apache and the fucking Cheyenne and shit like Comanches, that. Oh Comanche, oh my god, Because yeah. they're short, they got a chip on their shoulder, they got bullied by the other yep. uh, American Indians, and then they got horses, and they said, your boy just had a glow up, yeah. and then they fucking <laughs> killed everyone. And what's more fucked up is the Trail of Tears is not just bad because there was, like, just what the Trail of Tears is, but yeah. because they marched them to the Western tribes and basically led them to slaughter. Oh, yeah. You know yeah. what the Western tribes called? Like, the Western tribes basically referred to the Northeastern or, like, what we know, like, the Mohegan Sun fucking yeah. people. They're as, like, <laughs> no offense, but... <laughs> <laughs> the Mohegan Sun people. I, you know, I would love a sponsorship, and I'm Casino sorry. Casino Indians, not yeah. horse Indians. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I hope, that, I hope no one's listening who books Jesus the Christ. comics yeah. roadshow. I've been, I've, I've been to that venue. It's, it's a great venue. I'm sorry, I'm Shout sorry. out to Jeff Wade. This, this is for your side. I, am, I feel empathetic because the Western tribes referred to, like, the Northeastern tribes, like what new, we're taught in New England, as, like, basically the Uncle Toms of, like, American Indians. Yeah. Because they had first contact with the Jeez. white man, and they, had like, basically sold, you know. Yeah. So the people in California are like, bro, you sold out, and they're like, they killed my family. What yeah, the fuck do you want me to do, you piece of shit? And then they marched them into the Comanche, and they yeah. just fucking took them out. They're because like, they're very territorial. Yep. So it was like, it was like going into a neighborhood and then like displacing like good like, just on yeah. a, you know decent people into like a crips neighborhood, and they're just like, hey, good luck. <laughs> These guys moved in. We made them this big beautiful dinner. Taught them how to farm. Mm-hmm. They made it a national holiday. And what the yeah. fuck did they do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Well, that's the Pissed thing. Is, on our rug. <laughs> yeah, like the 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 Thanksgiving is a celebration of fifty years of peace between them. But it's like that's yeah. because you had to celebrate that because they fucking went toe to toe for a bit. Yeah, dude, I've, I've, I read this book when I was in like like the fifth or sixth grade. My dad was reading this like book about like the Pequots and stuff like that. And uh, I, dude, I was reading about some of the battles they had in these forts, like when they when they're early moving in there. Like these guys are like in these little wooden fucking. Uh, Actually, no, this was from a field. That's why I learned it so young. I was at a field trip to the fucking, to the little museum. Yeah. yeah. When you go to that, like, plot of land, like, this is yep. how people live. And you're like, that's still how they live because yep. we robbed them of their financial resources and, like, access to loans. <laughs> My favorite part of that whole thing was always the fact that there were a bunch of, like, like statues of, like, you know, people as they looked at the time and, like, in the exhibit and, like, all yeah. the women were always topless. And, oh, yeah. And that was great for third I mean, grade me. Not Geo. <laughs> Papa Bless, not yeah. Geo. Before dude. I learned how to use the internet, so. Oh, yeah, dude, I wanted to talk to you about that, too. Remind me, because about, like, where you found your first porn. Because, oh, hell yeah. But I, I, I want to finish is a good this story. Yeah. yeah. So, so 
we'll get to the funny stuff. Let's let's first let's talk about the terrible history of how this country, you know, raped an entire nation. We have to acknowledge. It. Yeah, acknowledge my privilege, and you you get a pass because apparently, uh, <laughs> I, I, so I've been told. So, anyways, Britain gets involved with the East Indian Trading Company, which at the time is like the backbone of their economy. It's like the company. It's like 3M or like fucking. It's basically like the Dow Jones, you know, S and P. Like when those things drop, yeah, right. And this is important, so because they're shares of the company, just like Dow Jones or like the S and P or or Standard, yeah, whatever. <coughs> so they get involved. Me, I'm sorry. They starve out a third of the population of India to death, and the British are like, "What the fuck is happening?" Like they're over there in London doing their shit, and they realize that that company is like fucking up so they start doing a run on the shares and they sell and they short it oh my God. and it takes a nosedive and it's bail it's like falling and falling and falling and the entire economy is about to collapse so the british empire says fuck we got to bail these guys out we got to bail them out because they they're too big yeah. to fail oh that's where they're too big to fail with the tulip companies and fucking <laughs> they're too big to fail which you know stop me when this sounds familiar 2008 yeah. uh like you know from 1778 to like 2008 it's like and then they bailed them out and they looked around to all their commonwealth they looked around to all the fucking colonies they had and like who's paying the lowest in taxes and they yeah. said like well the americans are paying nothing compared to our british counterparts so they just Made the yeah. Tea Act of 1773, which led to our revolution. No shit. No shit indeed. Which is and why I am a big American history guy, and I did not know that. Isn't That's that crazy, awesome. dude? And I love economics, and this book is great Same, for like dude. economics and like macro. And when they talk about macroeconomics, like this is what the fuck they're talking about. Like some shit way, way yep. across the ocean in, in in a country that they thought they were going to, you know, 300 years prior, and ended up on you. Mm-hmm. Now is affecting what you need to do, and that's like we. And then of course you know hundreds you know hundred or hundreds of years later then gandhi did the same shit yeah when like because britain the history of britain is basically like we're gonna take over these people with a such a small net like the amount the, the way that the british empire could flex on like foreign countries with such a little like military force is honestly like if it wasn't so shitty it'd be genius that they they can like put so much power against so like you could at any point overpower yeah. them oh, and yeah. fucking take over but they didn't and like the only people who did that was haiti against the french and they were totally out numbers and yep. then haiti had haiti was like the only successful slave revolt the french had some bad luck with revol- with uh revolting yeah, colonies huh bitch boys they haiti they vietnam fucking yeah exactly like, yeah but but uh but so yeah anyways so the that was the story yeah. of like how we got America is because yeah. they overtax us, which yeah. is why oh. it's even more bitch that they we didn't you know rally against our new overlords Wall Street, dude. I, it, it, <laughs> unchecked speculation is is just like a fucking irresponsible it, it, like casino making of the economy. Oh and, yeah, and you'll never change my mind about that. I love how they like they the, once they get their peepees slapped by shit that the, they do all the time, then they're like, mm. it's not fair. Yeah. It's like shut the fuck up, you little bitches. You could buy me over like seven times, but like. It, yeah, it, it. I can't. Yeah, no, no I know. It's, it's absurd. <laughs> it's, it, no, it is absurd that we've like handed over our economy to this like. It's a cabal. It's, it's, it's a, a cabal cartel. Of criminals. Yeah, yeah, they're they're criminals. Yeah. Just like Cuomo, you fucking. He's he's a piece of shit. He is a piece of shit. Fuck yeah, I Native Americans, I love you. Mer- my American Indians, I love you. But Cuomo can die in a fire, and uh, that's not a direct threat. YouTube, I'm sorry. Uh, don't want to don't demonetize yeah. this. But I don't want him to. He just like if he did, I wouldn't yeah. shed a tear. It's fucking cunt. Yeah. Uh, him and his other than it, for the loss of human and life and De Blasio, dude. You know what I just learned too? De Blasio is uh, not even his real name. Really? Let me the tell fuck you. Is it? It's Wilhelm. Wilhelm? 
yeah, his name is not even Bill de Blasio. Is he Argentinian by any chance? He is <laughs> the fucking devil, dude. Did you hear? Yeah. Did you see the, his, um, the dance core thing he had? Like, we're bringing the arts back to New York, and he had some shitty, no offense to the dancers, I'm sure they were great, but, like, <laughs> but he had these, like, these, like, dance troupe do, like, a dance in the street, like, like, we're bringing the arts back to New York. It's like, then stop closing the comedy clubs yeah, and no the shit. fucking, like, the music and the, all that shit, you dumb prick. You, you are ruining culture in New York City. Like, yeah. for every, like they're fucking, people are having to do mics and fucking basements and underground shit. Same with band shows and all yeah. that. It's bullshit. Plus, Open the shit up. Plus, it's like, I'm, uh, plus, it's like, you know, if I'm a business owner, if I owned a fucking restaurant and I'm seeing you put on all this tax money to make a dance show in the streets and then like I owned a restaurant for the last like 70 years like it's been in my yeah. family and you're like we need to bring the arts back it's like hey what about like my pizza shop you fucking arrogant yeah. cunt that I put my whole life and oh, yeah. family Born, welfare Warren into. Wilhelm Jr. Warren Wilhelm Jr. You Bill sl- de Blasio. Yeah he probably had like a bunch of Italian friends who bullied him he's like I'm gonna become mayor or some name slimy little fuck like, dude it's like awful. what do they even do that's that's the question at a certain point a, gov- <coughs> a governor is supposed to govern a mayor is supposed to may or something I don't know but it's dude, like you're supposed to govern the people who elect you and I heard grifters. this they're grifters oh I know and I heard this thing too which was like a very interesting point it's like they don't care about the small businesses because the people who own small businesses are not going to be the ones voting no. for, for no. Bill de Blasio. Sorry, I'm not going to call him Bill de Blasio. For Wilhelm. Yeah, for, for Wilhelm, Warren Wilhelm yeah. Jr. Mr. Wilhelm. Governor for Mayor Wilhelm. Warren Wilhelm Jr. Yeah, I don't know, man. That shit, like, it bothers me because, like, as someone who, like, used to want to be a politician, like, I was very political really? growing up. Yeah. That makes um, a lot of sense. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely have some Che Guevara vibes. I mean, a lot of that's this, but also, yeah, yeah I got some pretty. You have a like, t-shirtable face. Ideas. You have you. a t-shirt Thank that you. some like blue-haired lesbian would love to wear, like yeah. unironically, and not understand that you have some really radical politics that was against her. It, it'd be really funny to like make a bunch of like fake Che t-shirts with my face. Oh, dude, I'm gonna get some merch going. All right, if you guys want fake t-shirts with yeah. Che and it's my, yeah, I'll get yeah. it. I'll get it going. Um, no, but yeah. uh, you look good in red and black. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I dressed up as a Fidel Castro for Halloween this year. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. That works, dude. You know who? Lo- Sorry to interrupt you. No. I want I want to hear what you have to say. But if there was going to be a biopic about Fidel Castro, how has nobody thought to cast uh, Liam Neeson? Wow, hot take. I right? like that. Yeah. I mean, I've I know he's white, and people the Cuban community w- doesn't care because they voted for Trump. But other people who pretend <laughs> to be for the community, I'm no, hey. no, no. I'm not laughing at that. There, there's a political ad from. Specifically from that Miles showed me that's fucking like the Trump team made this like this like ridiculous song like it's like you know Cuban style oh, like me and yeah uh, it's fucking hilarious yeah but that's also tr- like weird that Cuba like you don't think about it and then it's like if you ask a Cuban it's like yeah because our family came from socialism and yeah. we've been told that the Democrats just want socialism so we'll just vote for the other guy yeah. and uh, we also love grabbing women by the pussy without their consent so uh, no offense to Cubans but. <laughs> I forget, lost my you track. You make a great sandwich. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> but that's true, dude. You ever see that movie, Chef? Oh, I love that movie. Dude, I love getting high and like yep. watching the movie, Chef, because it like, oh, the munchies are so fucking good. But, but yeah, I mean, I've always seen, when I saw pictures of Fidel Castro, I just, that's just my, like, if I had to cast a biopic, I know he's white and he's Scottish, but it's like, his facial structure is mm-hmm. so fucking Fidel Castro. Yeah. 
Like if they cast anybody else, I'm like, no. But like I look at Liam Neeson, I'm like, you look like Fidel Castro, yeah. like cleanly shaven. And, 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 and he's right at the age now where he could do young oh, and old. Yeah, if they shave true. him and they fucking like make they him could, up like, and shit. They could do like a deep. They could do like an Irishman deep fake on him kind of <laughs> thing, and then they could just age him up with Dude, some prosthetics and stuff. That scene where De Niro is stomping out that guy outside the shop oh. and the Irishman is the most unbelievable shit I've ever watched. He's so stiff and fucking like it's like. Yeah, I, I, I don't get me wrong. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie, but like, which part? The part that's yeah. three and a half hours. <laughs> I didn't fucking finish it. I just, I, I started watching it, and I'm like, took me two days. Same, yeah, and I, I still didn't I finish never it because I fell asleep at the same time. That's the thing is, it's like, look, I mean, I love Scorsese, and obviously, he doesn't need me to tell him if he's good or not. Like, he, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he, who gives a fuck? He probably just did it for the money because, like, honestly, it's like Charles Dickens getting paid by the the. It's like by the word. It's like this motherfucker yeah. got paid by the frame because he filled the whole. It's three and a half hours long. What the? F- it's like almost four hours actually. <laughs> that reminds me. Of, I got a book down here. I don't know where I put it. Actually, uh, The Gambler by Dostoevsky. I think I saw it somewhere. Yeah, he actually wrote that book to pay, like the public, like some debt debtor made him write that book to pay off his gambling debt. They're like, "You owe us. You need to pay off your shit." Dostoevsky write a book. So he's like, "All right, it's called The Gambler. It's about a guy who has no it. money." <laughs> I see it. Yeah. I see it, dude. How great are Russian literary minds? Oh, oh my god! I mean, it's I want to learn Russian being... just to read, and now this is going to be the most hipster. This is the whitest thing of the week for Gage. <laughs> yeah, you, I you want might to win learn, here. <laughs> I want to learn German to read Dostoevsky in his in his mother tongue. Yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I know exactly what you mean. Uh, it definitely is the whitest thing. <laughs> and, <laughs> it's and, hilarious. And normally, like, it is some white shit because no one actually does it. But I learned German and then read all of my favorite German philosophers. Kant. Nietzsche is my favorite. He's like, respects the homeboy. Or and probably because God is dead. So he respects there, the homeboy. There's the whitest thing. <laughs> there, no, is the whitest. It's just a constant, like, a gauge that yeah. just keeps ticking and staying there. Uh, uh, you're so oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> I hate that. No, because I work at a factory, so we say Gage all the time. But somebody gave me a nickname. They say Sage because they couldn't say Gage because they're fucking toddlers there or the <laughs> mental equivalent. Um, shout out to my paper factory. If you're you watching a paper this. factory, yeah, I'll get into that. Yeah. It, I might be giving off trade secrets, but who gives a fuck? You fire me, bitch. Um, uh, I got nothing to lose. Um, <laughs> except all this debt. No, but uh, yeah, I, I learned German, and then we, of course, in class, like read. Because, like, we read Mark Twain so we can say the N-word. And we read, like, you know, yeah. Magic Treehouse. And we're so illiterate as a country. It's like English has a lot of great stories to offer. Like, I've loved Lord of the Flies is my favorite mm, book of all time. That's a great time. book. Love it. I want them to make, like, actually good movie of it. Um, and I think there's, like, an opportunity. But anyways. Um, we actually read that in a political philosophy class. Really? College. Yeah. I mean, like, I've read it before. But it's yeah. fucking great, man. Yeah, that's why my favorite book. show is Lost. Oh, I love I know that it's got show. Its flaws. I yeah. know it's got its flaws, but I fucking I I watched it four times already. And there's a podcast about it. I've rewatched the podcast with the show simultaneously twice. Yeah, my ex girlfriend dragged me into watching that, and then I loved it by oh, the end. Dude, the- I tried dragging dragging my girlfriend into it, and at a certain point, she wasn't into it. And I'm like, I don't like you need to like this. Like, but 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 yeah. So I want I've learned German, and then I was reading it, and there's so many words in like foreign languages that just don't cut the mustard in english especially not in german they have some german fucking... is... i was just talking with uh with miles about this i had i had expressed a concept to him about something actually having to do with my ex-girlfriend weirdly enough um oh, I, uh, about, about the uh the Fatsa? 
Shampa? <laughs> Mushi? Maybe you can answer the question. The idea of, like, the pain of having caused someone else pain. So, so, so like, so, so like it's the, deeper uh, than guilt. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's it, a different guilt. It's, it, a, it's it, like a subset of guilt. What I was telling him is it's basically, like, it's a pain you feel... And the pain you caused is outside, like is felt outside of your own body. And that knowledge is the, it's a sort of that, like, like the albatross, yeah. the romantic, like, mm-hmm. you know, literary thing. Like, it's the opposite of schadenfreude. Like you yeah, don't see yeah. joy. So it would be you, you gain pain from someone else's, from pain that you caused onto someone. So that would be. I was be wondering the, if there was a word for that. Yeah. I don't know. If it was, the Germans wouldn't have it because they don't feel pain. But, um, <laughs> We uh, only cause it. No, but no, I shout I, out to my German friends. I learned. I only have one German friend left. Shout out tomorrow. Love I you, Sebastian. Oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, you you have German friends. A German friend. Oh, good, good. Yeah. You always need one. Yeah, just just one. What I realized about Germans too, <laughs> like based off of their history, it's like they are just barbarians, but they have been made a lot of wrong barbarian mistakes and now they're like reformed and now they're very punctual trains run to the minute you know everything works they have very precise things but you get a couple drops of jägermeister in them and they just fly off the handle it's like your friend who went to aa and got really fucking like tight about their scheduling and like i I can't be staying out late like that it's a trigger like i'm not gonna and like more power to you. Respect the shit out of you. Oh, love yeah. you. Like, but you're like a recovering tyrant. But yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but it's like at some point, man, you're gonna fucking snap, and I want to be there when it happens. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, no, but I, back not, to the not ge- actually the like, German word what? things. Like I can only imagine what it's like in Russian because there's words that you know when you hear you're like, oh, there's not a word for it in English, but then you have to describe it like that. Mm-hmm. There's um they have such cool words, but then they also lack some words that we have in English. Like my German friend was telling me they don't have a word for unnecessarily. <laughs> But also the structure of German is fascinating. <laughs> they too. do nothing unnecessary. Yeah, That's well, why <laughs> everything is necessary necessarily. But why um, you do something unnecessary. <laughs> yeah, if it's not necessary, don't do it. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to do it. <laughs> um, no, but they have um, they have words for the day before yesterday as one word. No shit. For gestern or übermorgen means the day after tomorrow. I like that. Yeah, I love that. It's so much fucking. That's so efficient. Yeah, dude. And they have um. The way they count is strange, though. So once you get to the ones in the ten, the ones in the tens, they switch them. So they don't say thirty-one; they say one in thirty, two in thirty, three in thirty, four in thirty, which is very strange because <laughs> yeah. you have to double back every time. So if I were to say like twenty-one thousand uh, nine hundred and thirty-five, it would be einundzwanzig uh, nine hundred fünfunddreißig. So you'd have to like jump back and then back. Oh Jesus! Yeah, that's I know. Crazy. So you don't just read it left to right. It's, you know, they have yeah. to jump a little bit at the tens. So every time you hit the tens, that's com- and their that's commas confusing. and their periods are switched. Mm-hmm. So if you're seeing yep. like, you know, you just do, but which is cool. Um, what's something I respect the fuck out of in Europe though mm-hmm. is, and America really needs this, is a standardized serving for your food. So like when you look at your like nutrition facts, yeah. Um, this uh, in Germany every food or beverage requires to have a standard metric of a serving and then the company can decide to add a serving that it deems as the reasonable serving so every nutrition fact is 100 grams or 100 milliliters whatever's in 100 grams and whatever in 100 milliliters what's in that like how much sugar is in 100 grams? like so you That's need nice. you're yeah. forced to have, make people understand 
everyone will know what 100 grams is. Everyone knows what 100 milliliters is. So the company can't just be like, yeah, it's, you know, only 50 grams of sugar yeah. in a serving. And the serving's like a fucking tablespoon. Do the math. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, figure it out. It's like we've never yeah. been good at math. We're yeah. America. What the yeah, fuck literally. are you talking about? It's not what we do. I wanted to ask you about this, actually, though, since yes. you live in Germany. Yes. Um, so when I was when I was abroad... Uh, I didn't study, you know, my little trip. Mike there. transitioned, and yeah. we don't call each other bras. We're brave feminists now. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I needed somebody to I say needed, it. That, the affirmation. I hate my dad for making that joke every fucking day. Like, well, you studying abroad? Which one? And why just one? <laughs> Shut up. But anyways, yes, go on, please. We, um, yeah, no. So when we were over there, like, one of my favorite foods that I had, oops, was, uh, was Wiener Schnitzel. I had no idea what it was until I went abroad. I used to think it was like some kind of weird sausage or like a dessert. Many do. Didn't realize that it was like a cutlet. Mm-hmm. And like, so I went to Fiegelmuller, like like the original Wiener Schnitzel place in Vienna. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, that shit came out. It was like the plate. Was, oh, yeah. It was this dude. big, just a thin ass fucking cutlet fried in, in this like lard at like a certain temp. Like, they're oh, yeah. delicious. Like, it is so, like, I'm, I'm Italian. Like, I grew up eating chicken cutlets. It's my fucking bread and butter of like food. Always yeah. has been. My nonna used to make the best fucking Wiener schnitzel. Like I learned how to make that shit immediately when I got back. Yeah. And that's what I make now instead of cutlets. Wiener schnitzel is like a sauceless chicken parm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but, put some lemon on it. You get that potato salad. They so make you said you it. went to Austria, right? Yeah. I went to Vienna. Yeah. Austria is like a whole different place. Yeah. It's so much older. Like mm-hmm. even Bavaria could almost be considered a different country from yeah. Germany because upper <clears throat> Germany, yeah. Northern Germany. Oh yeah. Um, we learned, learned all about that when we were there. We were when we were like outside one of the palaces in in the city, like in the, within the middle of the city. There, there was a they had they had excavated this area and they had on display old Roman ruins mm-hmm. that that were like literally like stories down yeah, below yeah, the yeah. dirt. And it's so cr- like they're all original, fucking all the archways yeah. and shit. You can just see them like what's left of it. And it's like holy fuck, like yeah. And then above that, there's just these like. The, just these medieval palaces. Well, that's why it's so like, different too, because Austria not actually medieval, but you know what I mean. Yeah. If I might be wrong, but I believe Austria's on border with Italy, right? Yeah, they do or share Switzerland. Like, or Switzerland. I think they share like the the Alps. Yeah, that little border. trifecta. Yeah. Because the Roman Empire had agreements with border tribes, like the Gaul mm, and yeah. the the Visigoth and all that stuff yep. like that. So those would be like the more civilized. Those would be like the Uncle Toms of the barbarians. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so the the Gaul deep into the the wilderness you know the hinterland of germany the northern germans those were like the true true barbarians yep. but then like there was more like aristocratic on the borderlands because mm-hmm. they would dole out power and then the germans would be like well that's not enough power we're going to sack your city um you know we're just take over <laughs> yeah. plus we have the mountains as a defense but as you get beyond the bavarian mountains it's flat yep. and it's all farm and it comes yep. off the black sea and that germany is like the more modern that's yes. like the new newly developed shit um and I why I want I want to go take a trip with you, man. Because we should because it would be so fun. I um, have you been to Czech Republic? Yeah, dude. It's my f- went to Prague. I, I want to talk about Prague. Actually, I, do you mind we if we? Yeah, okay. Go finish. You, no, I'll finish thought, real quick what I'm yeah. saying. But I think it 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 bears it bears a more extensive visit into the hinterland of Germany because the the cultural expansion you get once you get into Frankfurt. Frankfurt is my favorite city. They have mm-hmm. a film museum there. It makes me want to fucking come. Also, but like greatest prostitution scene in Europe. Frankfurt? In Frankfurt. Yeah, they have wow. the best brothels, so I hear. I didn't know. And I've been I, to Amsterdam. And... Well, I didn't know because I walk in the light of Christ and I don't pursue sex workers. But I have never We'll talk about anything. it afterwards because we'll I want to get some <laughs> I don't mind talking. I've talked about that on stage. And I've been to Amsterdam, but in the daytime, <laughs> which it does not look so good. Not Those the are like the daytime yeah. strippers. Yeah, exactly. But... but it's funny you said that because when you said my favorite food, I didn't know you were so far down south because as you get up further, you get more like 
immigrant food and, and there's a huge Turkish population in Germany because um, after World War II, they needed to rebuild. So they had a huge like influx of migrant workers yeah. to like help rebuild the city. And also the Ottoman Empire didn't fare so well. So like we could go for some yeah. work. And Duna is my favorite, which is like a kebab. Like we have here, yeah. like shaved in like a pita. Yep. You know, the Greeks call it a gyro. The yep. Middle Eastern, like a lot of like Jordanian, like Saudi people call it like a kebab. But they call it Duna, which is like a Turkish word. Dude fucking gained like i i the only reason i didn't lose as much weight as i could have there is because of doing it's such a perfect hangover food dude yep. you ask for the red sauce that's the hot yep, shit yep, once yeah. i came home okay i was Chicken walking over rice got me through college <laughs> dude, I, was, I was walking back from the club and i needed something in my body before i got on the train and i had it and i asked for like the hottest sauce they had and i literally like started to cry and like my nose started to run and i was just like a fucking drunk degenerate in the street just eating it like it like mm. seeping over my hand like that tzatziki yeah, and stuff like I that know, and i was yeah, just like I, eating i'm like i need it so bad but did, it's so hot did you just that runny white <sighs> orangey red yeah, mixture with the bubbles God, i'm yeah. so hungry that i want to go there just to get duna again because Dude. it's like it, the taste just doesn't match because it's such a culturally different food yes it's very specific to yeah, yeah. but no tell me about czech republic yeah i, I just want to say on the food thing when yes. we were in london on that trip uh, I had some of the best, like, shawarma and, like, fucking just shit in edgeware that I, like, you know, this really, really, like, Islamic yeah. Oh, so fucking good. Dude, the Muslims make great food. I'm they like, do. look, they... they my, Middle Eastern food is my favorite food. They might have started their religion, like, Kate Spade started a franchise of makeup, but they, they also led to the renaissance of, like, uh, Islamic genius. I mean, mm -hmm. the, the, the nation of Islam, like, when it was in its peak... Yeah was also happening during the Dark Ages, which is why the Crusade was so much more important because when they sacked Constantinople, yeah. they were like... We got numbers. Yeah. They, they <laughs> like, got like numbers. We, we, got, we literally Math, got our numbers. scientific method. And, yeah. and, and there, was, there was Muslim scholars that visited, visited the Dark Ages England and was like, dude, these people basically Barbarians. just started believing in Christianity and gave up on learning. Like, whatever happened to, like, the renaissance of y of yore when yeah. you, like, actually pursued invention and shit. Now you're just all, like, and it was other things like it's disease crazy. and stuff like that. Yeah. But tell me about so Czech Republic because I saw it yeah. very briefly. I saw it very briefly. So I went to the Hard Rock Cafe, mind you. Oh <laughs> in, that's where we ate in Prague. Jeez. <laughs> Prague was my favorite. And I, I had, like, I loved Amsterdam. Like, you know, when, I, when we were in Amsterdam, that was also best Indonesian food I've ever had was in Amsterdam. Such like, a strange connection. I, I, I think cause, because of the trade relationships mm -hmm. from a long time, they have like a, a, a storied population there yeah, in the yeah. city. And I had this fish that was like the greatest thing ever with the hottest motherfucking mm. like thing on top Asians of it. Asians love a hot I, sauce. Dude, it, it fucked me up. Like the whole next day, me and my buddy who I was traveling with were just like running. Like, yep. But uh, so Prague though, man, that was awesome. We uh, That was our first stop. So I flew into Prague um, – and uh, we stayed at this like little like hotel hostel thing in like a in, in like right on Old Town Center. Um, <clears throat> there was just uh, the food was awesome. Everything is cheap as shit, and the conversion rate is really helpful. You know, like you know, you pay like eight hundred. Like, so I bought a while I was there. I was a uh, I probably oh, yeah, fuck, I don't care. I, I was yeah yeah. I was looking for uh, I was looking for some. Uh, XC. Herbal uh, weed assistance. Okay. okay. Yeah. It's a different um, country. It's legal. Guys. Yeah. It, it actually. Yeah. Yeah. Actually. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, and also uh, statute of limitation. Yeah. It was a while ago. That's the whitest thing of the week. Yeah. Saying statute <laughs> of limitation. So we. Uh, <laughs> so, so you know, I'm looking around, and in the first night, we we're like walking through the city center, and this really sketchy guy approaches an alleyway and was like, "Hey, you want to buy some weed?" And I was like, "Um, good. Like, I'll just yeah. stick to drinking." Um, and then I uh, 
And then I fucking I walked by this absinthe and head shop, and I was like, okay, whoever owns this place, yeah, buddy. definitely smokes pot. Yeah, so I buddy. walk in, and I was like, hey, uh, you, uh, um, I was like, I, I was like shopping. I'm asking about the CBD. All they have the CBD shit because it's not technically legal there. Yeah, and um, and I was like, you have any real weed? And he kind of, as he was this Asian guy, but he only, he only spoke Dutch and I think it was Korean. Uh, and only, yeah. What yeah, language do you speak? I mean, Mike? I mean, I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I just mean because everyone I he encounter only speaks there Swahili, Dutch, Indonesian, and yeah. then also you know German for the tourists. But yeah. this I, fucking guy I, couldn't I, understand English. I speak English in eight words in Italian. Like, there excuse me. Fun and, <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Whatever I picked up from my grandmother. Yeah. Uh, but, Mostly uh, racial slurs, but go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, so, um, so he's like, he's like looking around and he's all sketched out and he's like, all right, one sec. And he runs upstairs to his apartment and he comes back down with like a little cigarette foil with like a couple mugs in there. And he goes, huh? <sighs> just like that. And I was like, all right, man, like bet. Yeah. 800 800 krona 800 crown damn but that's like you know 40 yeah. bucks dude like, also don't you love their heck like their polygon coins yeah i, was I, like, I have a bunch dude, of them in a box in oh, my i room. love them yeah. i love them because it's like that's what a great what a great mint you know what yeah. i mean like what a great way to have a coin because it's like i want a polygon coin i don't want a fucking circle yeah it's unique as shit it is so unique and it's like i don't know it it lends to so many other things like how vending machines work yeah. and things like that. Like I have, so one of my very first families, right? My host family's in Germany. I had three separate families. Mm-hmm. First one was my 10th family so that I could learn German for, I think it was like uh, three week or 10 weeks, which by the way, for anyone who's like thinking about going to study abroad, don't take their language courses in the beginning. Just jump in head first because I learned nothing. I was in a class with 10 Americans who were away from home wanted the comforts of home and would lean on their English so much. Mm. So, and our teacher was like, didn't really have a spine. So he couldn't fucking stand up for himself. He was a new teacher. You know what I mean? Like the most, you got to jump into that shit. You got to jump right in. Immersion is so fucking effective, man. Especially like I realized that my, like I love voices. I love impressions. And so I'm not good at them, but you hear things and yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. But, but with like accents, I can, you give me three months, dude. I was, practically fluent after like two months I, I can hear it in your accent yeah. when you speak the german it's very very I dream in pronounced german, man. like and, oh, and I'll, I'll turn that shit on and people i actually had a funny story about that i went to this so the germans love these parties where they set up a tent it's like a hardwood floor platform and it's like really big plant a tent that kind of looks like a like a wedding or something like that mm. and they have doors and shit in them too there's like a skeleton to it yeah. but it's basically a tent so you just like pop it up in the outdoor field. restaurants like. <laughs> yeah, yeah basically the germans had that shit on lock a while mm-hmm. ago and that's how they do like indoor shit because it's you know it's still a pretty temperate climate so um i had i went to these one of these parties mind you uh it's a bigger story which i don't want to take it up with all the time but like there was a fight and i had a bottle of wine that was like a vintage that i was told yeah. to keep by a rich friend and like, he got <laughs> too drunk to remember and i put it under the truck bed of that oh. brought in well no it's good I, they brought it in on the truck bed like the of the flatbed that they brought the tent in on i just put it under the wheel well and everyone completely forgot about it there was a blow-up fight with him and his girlfriend he was looking to punch her and i was like whoa so we had to separate her she left Jesus and i was all Christ. alone and i was just with the little spattering of friends that were left over after this like huge fight and they went back to their house later on and like she threw like uh she threw like a scotch one of those like you pour scotch into like a separate vase or whatever yeah, a bottle, yeah. through his tv 
Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, but like one of those clear, like yep. crystal ones yeah. through his flat screen. And yeah, so anyways, they're still together. But that um, was a two hundred dollar plan. <laughs> yeah, they have five kids now, but it's okay. Um, anyways, no, but they, they all left me. No, I'm just kidding. I wish probably because they're like the white trash of Germany. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> white trash doesn't have a color. It's just no, like it'll yeah. find you in every country. Yeah. But um. So I, I found this wine bottle later because I was still drinking from, like, the bar and stuff. And we were all going to drink it later, but everyone left. So I had a bottle of wine. I couldn't open it. I'm like, you need a corkscrew. And because it was a fan- – it's a vintage. It was a – he has rich parents. He took it from his parents' like liquor cabinet. And so I went to the back door where the bar is set up because there's mm-hmm. a separate bar truck that's got all the material. And I knocked on the door. I'm like, hey, buddy, um, you have a corkscrew? Uh, I said him in, 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 like, my American yeah. accent. No, I just <laughs> – I sold him in German. But I'm like, you got a corkscrew? He's like, yeah. So we were trying to fuck with the corkscrew. And the handle snapped off the corkscrew. So there's just a bare cork screw sticking out of a cork in a vintage, beautiful Merlot. And I was like, the, the flyers? Fuck are we gonna do? <laughs> then he got out a screwdriver and stuck it through. <coughs> held it in my lap and I yanked it open and I finally popped it. And I was like, I'm going to finish this bottle of wine. So I just stumbled around the party. People were taking smoke breaks outside in the yep. field. And I got into an argument with this girl. She was drunk. I was drunk. She didn't believe that I was American. Because my accent was good, but, like, I heard this from other people, too. They're like, where are you from? And I would tell them America. And they're like, oh, that makes so much sense. Because, like, your accent, you sound like you belong here, but your grammar is dog shit. <laughs> You're just stupid. But but I, my accent was, like, on lock because I would, I would yeah. be listening all the fucking time. And I got into an argument with this girl. I pulled out my ID. I'm like, you stupid bitch. Do you know what Connecticut is? You fucking idiot. It's not in Russia. And I was, like, showing her, and she's like, I don't believe it's fake. I'm like, why would I be getting a Connecticut license in Germany? How, 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 how would I make up that name, yeah, too? And I, like, so who I can... polished off the bottle of wine, and I passed nice. it out of someone's house. But but German's fucking dope, and yeah. Germany's so fun. And please tell me more about Prague. the Czech Prague. Yeah, yeah so Prague. so when we, uh, the Czech Republic, yeah, because we went to one other place, too. So while we were there, we, um, we went to this uh, – we were, like, walking around the first night, and we went to this, like, this pub or whatever, and we're drinking beer. And I noticed that, you know, they have Budweiser over there, but it's, it's, it's pronounced Budvar, but it's, so actually, uh, the guy, Anheuser-Busch guy stole that name from a Czech beer company that existed for a very long time. Budweiser? Yeah. So, so that name is a Czech beer. They stole it, made it in America, got huge. And then the Czech company was like, Hey, what the fuck? Like, this is our beer. Are you saying Budweiser is the bittersweet symphony of Bud? Yes. Yes, I am. And uh, and so Budweiser has a settlement oh, with wow. with this company. In Basically, they have territories. I don't know what year it was, but they have so oh. so uh, so in the Czech Republic and and in a lot in some places in Europe, wherever they have the contracts or yeah. whatever, uh, Budweiser is just Bud. And then in oh. in uh, and then in Damn, in America, Budvar is B U D V A R. It's, it's spelled like as it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And someone uh, tell Post Malone like he needs to call yeah. his agents. Like he, what? That, yeah, those they sold out. What I want to see <laughs> it, before the end of my lifetime. Yeah, I want to see like what happened with a you know where Chappelle got all his rights back and like the money yeah, from yeah, Comedy yeah, Central. Yeah, yeah. I want to see that happen for Bud for for the check Budweiser. Yeah. I want to see them like get blown up and fucking. I want to see Anheuser Busch have to have a corporate meeting and be like, okay, we're giving up the Budweiser name, dude. And if. <laughs> I hope it's a different recipe because Budweiser is oh, liquid it, dog it's shit. So mu- it's so good. Oh, it's sure so it good. Oh, that makes Czech me so beer, much more upset. Czech beer is some of the best beer in the world. Oh, yeah. Like, like a Czech Pilsners were my yeah. favorite when I was like trying to get into beer. Because my first drink I had was in Germany. Like I was a pretty sheltered kid. Mm-hmm. When I moved there, I was 17 and I looked like this. I mean, obviously better cut hair. But like I had a beard <laughs> yeah. out of high school. So they thought I was like 30. Because some weird thing about Germans is although like you associate with them with barbarians, the Germans up north – 
almost none of them could grow facial hair. That's weird. The people who had facial hair were the Turkish people. So I was bonding with like them. I was actually trying to learn Turkish while I was in Germany, while I was still learning German so that I could like, I was basically trying to make black friends in Germany. Yeah. <laughs> the point that I brought, the reason I brought up Germany is because when I went from having the most diverse school ever to being in like shades of white, like 50 yeah. shades of white. Oh yeah. If you look at a school book photo. It's like, it's, it's so bad. It's a- like everywhere east, like you, Germany, Poland, fucking like yeah. all those places are like that. But then it's, you start to get weird, like immigrant populations too, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa, wait, so that country went here because of this war and that, and it's, yep. it's, it's very wild. fascinating. Or yeah. like, um, I saw a TikTok because you know, like Russia is in Asia, mm-hmm. and there's also like Kyrgyzstan, all the the steppes, the yeah. the Caucasus mountain region, the um, the steppes, you know, where the the steppes. Yeah, yeah. You, so, but all the stands pretty much, and it's crazy to think at a certain point someone looks asian like what we americans call asian but they speak russian you know what i mean that's fucking and so it was like this girl who looked you know like chinese or like something like that but then she was speaking with a russian accent she was speaking russian that is mind blowing and and she's like i don't she's like saying it's like i don't feel like you americans you fucking ignorant like i'm russian you stupid and she's like i'm not russian asian i'm russian like russia is in asia you fucking idiots and i was like damn sister preach that's so true but also you fuck me up like that's like I saw a video of this white guy who was raised entirely in Hong Kong. And so his, like, it was, looked like his, like a lacrosse boy, but he spoke fluent Mandarin with, like, a fluent, and it sounded like he was, it looked like he was racist. Like, I know you, a couple of those Hong Kong kids, man. They're, they, like, it's a, it's a weird breed, like, like the kids of the super rich British and Americans yeah. who do business in Hong Kong. Like, the, I, I should say, I only met two very nice people, yeah, but sure like nice. just like wildly fucking like you know. There's some more. I'm talking about privilege. Like oh, those yeah. are some of the fucking. But there's so much more intact culturally because they were exposed to other places. Yes. Whereas yeah. Americans, we have so much space. Like someone was saying, it's like if you drive in a thousand miles in any direction in America, we all use the same money and speak the same language. We have lots of different we're, cultures, yeah, but it's like you can that. get along. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you. It's but like if you're in uh, the Germany, which is like the center of Europe. And you drive in any direction for like 500 miles, you sometimes might get run into a different currency, mm-hmm. different like groups of people, different language. And it's, it's, they have to adapt to a such a different environment. Yeah. Like Germany is the size of six Connecticut's. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you can get top to bottom pretty quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's like a, in a road trip in, in, but also they have open borders and like, oh, yeah. you well, need your passports and yeah. shit. So, so when we went on this trip, I'll tell you about that. Cause that actually ties right yeah. in. Um, so, you know, we started in Prague, we were there. Um, uh, it was just like, Culturally, I just loved Prague. I really like like all the food I ate was delicious. All the the history was awesome. Oh, yeah. I learned that I, I don't want to blow off their spot here, and I know it's gonna fuck things up for them, but like I don't care because it's kind of funny. The uh, you know Bohemia, uh, yeah. which is the name for like the region, and they gave to like the like Prague was sort of part of that for area, gay British artists. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> it, 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 it comes from home of the boys. That's what it literally means is home of the boys. Saturdays for Bohemia. So sorry to have all the frat bros like now want to go to fucking Prague. But honestly, we ran into these guys from a British bachelor party there because it's a really popular destination for them. They were some of the funniest motherfuckers I've ever met. They're from like the countryside in England. Oh, yeah. And so so there were some good old boys. They're like the blue collars. It it was so – I'm walking down. There's like the spiral staircase in this pub we're in. And I'm walking downstairs, and this dude's walking up, and we're like doing the uh, uh, thing, uh, and uh, and he's like laughing, <laughs> and I was like, I'm gonna go take a piss, and he's like, Oh, you want to come out for a fag after that? And I was like, Yeah, sure, man. Like, why not? And uh, so we go and we're smoking cigarettes, and we're just talking, and he's like, You guys are from America, and we're like, Yeah, I'm doing a terrible accent. I can't yeah. fucking do accents well right now, and uh, and he's like, You know, I love America. 
you know, we I, I've been once, and they're like, oh, where'd you go? And he's like, West Virginia. And I was Damn. like, why? And he goes, why does every American say that? Like, you guys hate West Virginia. <laughs> and I, It's so true. Yeah. And I was like, because, like, there's so much cooler shit. Yeah. And he goes, Blue Ridge Mountains, man. Those are some beautiful fuck. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? That's, that's a true. good point. And then him and his buddy started singing Country Roads oh, by John Denver, cute. like at the top of their fucking lungs. Oh, man, that's so good. That's I yep. love those experiences. Yep. You run into some like in, in Amsterdam, you run into a lot of fucking tourists on the boats, like yeah. the ferries and shit like that. I was in a uh, so that was actually uh, so it was Prague. Uh, oh, the second stop was Vienna, which we talked about a little bit. Like yeah. that was like a lot of. We saw some art museums, saw the palaces, the other collections. That was history-oriented, very cool. And uh, the food was really good there, too. Then we went to uh, – so we took a train, the midnight train to Bratislava. Overnight, oh, we slid in a sleeper dude, car. Dude, that's from Eurotrip. You ever seen that movie, Yeah, Eurotrip? yeah, yeah. Where dude, they're like, I got a nickel. I quit. It, it was – yeah, so that's what I was expecting. Like, uh-huh, I didn't know uh-huh. Bratislava was, like, a really beautiful city. We didn't stop oh, through there, but, like, we were, like, you know, looking – I was looking shit up because we, we had an hour layover at the yeah, train yeah, station yeah. at 5 in the morning. So there's nothing to do. But, uh, yeah. like, dude, that sleeper car shit, man, like, that reminded me of Eurotrip. We were in there. It was Scoozy, the scoozy, yeah, the scoozy. It was me and shit. my buddy. And it was a four-person sleeper, which uh-huh. is, like, the, the smaller than this fucking office. Mm-hmm. And uh, me and my buddy and then this, like, this this Hungarian businessman, he got on and, and, and uh, uh, it stopped through uh, Budapest. And um, oh, yeah. he hopped on Budapest. Yeah. <laughs> Not Bucharest. He took off, immediately took off all of his clothes and just climbed into the fucking, like, bottom cot and was out within... 30 seconds Dude, like snoring because he's been doing this forever he's a of business course. guy then it's there just was the culture man this creepy russian dude and like a like an off-brand north face with like a big chain Fuck yeah. fucking on his phone facetiming his girlfriend the entire train ride down there um so we're sleeping there with our wallets tucked in our pants everything like afraid we're gonna get fucking like raped trip. yeah like literally <laughs> like, the, like the fanny yeah exactly the camera shop and just gives it to the guy and then i gotta rewatch that movie that's a funny great shit. fucking movie man and then we get to fucking amsterdam and uh i loved amsterdam like oh, being able to go so to the beautiful. cafes i had this whole conversation in one of like the first the first uh, coffee house i went to i just bought a joint i was like a hash joint i was sitting there yeah for those fucking... listening for those uncultured fucks <clears throat> at home there's a difference if you go to this is just the this is the tip of the show if you go to if you're looking for weed because i know that's why you're going to instagram or it's Amsterdam. Amsterdam. <laughs> I just had a stroke. Instagram. Um, cafes sell coffee. Coffee shops sell coffee and weed. Yep. And everything. Like, coffee shops, like, if you couldn't realize the one thing that's in English is the one that sells weed, yeah. you couldn't put those context yeah. clues together, then that's your over your spoon-fed explanation of and how to get weed. Go for coffee get a drink. shops. You have to get a drink while you're yeah. in coffee shops. And Otherwise, also, you're rude as fuck. Yeah. Also, yeah, don't go there just for the weed. Like, they are baristas too it's good coffee it's and, great and coffee. good conversation and also they don't have menus available to the public you have to ask yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? it's like it's like an undercover cop like are you you yeah. have to ask because because it's not technically law... legal yeah but, so they have a really interesting cultural Please thing explain, with that. i don't understand the way i thought it was you can't advertise it but i didn't no, know it went deeper so, so there's a word for it i forget what it is but it's basically like amsterdam is a culture of mind your own businessism basically good and it's um yeah I, more I america it. than I'm, america yeah, dude don't it, try it on is, me, brother. it's perfect it comes from like so, like, Christianity used to be illegal there, but by illegal, their thing is basically, like, keep it in your house. Like, whatever you want to do, yeah. you can don't do. Don't ask, don't and, smoke. Yep. And, 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 and so, basically, the policy was kind of anti-drug until the 60s, much like in America. But mm-hmm. what happened in Amsterdam 
was they started smoking weed publicly and openly and just in front of police officers. It's like, like what they did in Boston. Exactly. Because it's like so decriminalized exactly. in Massachusetts. Yep. They're like, okay, can we just make it illegal? Yeah. And, make it legal. And, and, and exactly. So what, uh, what ended up happening was it's still not technically legal, but it falls under this sort of policy, which is like, don't ask, don't tell, basically. Yeah. It's like you guys – you're a coffee shop. Ugh, that's I mean, like, how it like, fucking should, man. It, I should be able is, to shoot up heroin in my yeah. house if I want to. It, Not it, that I want it, to, but funny. if I did want to, they, what, what tells you? I can fucking jump out of a plane, but I can't shoot up, you it, fucking asshole. They all have signs that say no hard drugs oh, yeah. uh, in the thing. But uh, if you go to the, the head shops in Amsterdam, you can buy peyote flowers. So, so you can start – you can buy mushroom kits. You can buy, buy fucking – Yeah, you can buy I, – I didn't want to trip while I was there because, like, I was freaked out about, You can like, fuck a hooker. Yeah. Like, I don't oh, know. Well, so I want to tell oh, that Oh, please story. go on. So uh, – Please. Because I saw it in the daytime. Tell me what a red light district yeah. looks like in its prime time at night. So you know when, like, you're in college and you walk into a bar and there's just, like, a ton of, like – gorgeous fucking girls in there and and you're yeah. like and you're like overwhelmed those, like, and you're like I wanna, they're all dressed up yeah i want to fuck like everyone yeah. like and, and you know you like you you can't in amsterdam you can't fuck them all you get to pick you just walk down the street yeah and there's all these women standing in lingerie in like window stalls basically yeah. like and you know you just walk up and down the streets you say okay like I like you. You're very, you're very beautiful. Like whatever. I'd like to have sex with, with, you know, someone who looks like you yeah. and you walk up to the window and you knock on it theoretically. And, <laughs> and yeah. you, uh, and, and you talk to the girl, Danielle is her name and maybe. And, uh, and Danielle. she says, uh, such an American name. Yeah. Italian. She was, I, I guess oh. it was Daniela. Probably I was a little fucked up, yeah. but, um, no, it's okay. So she, you know, she's like, Oh, it's 50 euro. And I was like, oh, for what? Fucking bet. Oh, that I didn't even ask. I was yeah. like, all right, fifty like, euros sounds good me? to me. Uh, th- theoretically, if I did this, uh, and yes. uh, and we walked in there allegedly, yeah, yeah allegedly. allegedly, yeah. Um, and so uh, she would maybe lead me down a hallway that was all black marble Reportedly. all on the sides. Sounds Report- like a good Actually, design. Actually, kind of looked like this. Like, Ooh. I-, I can't believe I have an actual fucking prop. Wow. So like, yeah, the marble kind of looked like this. Wow. Like the whole fucking hallway. You're going down. That sounds and, pretty. And then you walk into like you know like a like a locker room shower. Yeah. All this material, but all Ooh. the walls, the ceiling, everything. I like that. There's hooks on the walls. There's, there's fucking hookers. chains hanging and shit. <laughs> like, and then at the back of the room, there's a there's a there's like a raised. All I can describe it is as an altar, and it's basically like made of this material. Starting to turn into hostile. Yeah, right? it, it's That's it's a little weird. A like movie. it looks like a rich guy's sex dungeon. Like if you were like, oh, yeah. this is what like fucking Jeff Bezos's weird fucking fetish dungeon looks like. <laughs> that was it. And uh, That's where he keeps his other wife. <laughs> yeah, literally. So on that altar, there's just a pillow and a towel, and it's like a little cot thing in the middle. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, okay, it's fifty dollars for a blowjob. Uh, and you have to wear a condom, obviously, yeah. for everything. And she's like, "It is, <clears throat> uh, what'd she say? It's a uh, hundred or what? Another fifty? I'll take my clothes, like my my bra and my panties off, and then another fifty. We have sex. For, it's a good tier know, system. Hour. Yeah, it, it's like, and I was like, okay, one hundred fifty euro. Like I'd I was expecting this to be more expensive. Yeah, like bet I'm about it. Yeah, so she's and you're like, already okay. traveling. Yeah, you're, you're expecting to spend money. It's like you go to the nice restaurant. Exactly. You, know, you don't want a cheap hooker. No, you and, what you paid for. And, and so she goes, and allegedly. apparently this this was allegedly one of the expensive ones, uh, according to the uh, someone who may or may not have uh, patronized another one. Don't need uh, to say more. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. and uh, so uh, allegedly. Allegedly. And so, <laughs> so, so uh, she allegedly starts to suck my dick and, and she's, uh, and, and she, she pl- sucks him yeah. allegedly. <laughs> yeah. 
and she she puts the condom on with her mouth, dude. That's like, which I've never seen before. That is the pro. That's what you get it, for the fifty bucks. It was the full porn star experience. You she's like, she's making noises while oh, she's yeah. sucking my dick. Like she actually likes it. Like you know, she's like, and then she starts doing this thing where she's she's like sucking on it. And then she starts Allegedly. slapping herself in the face with oh, it, man. like this. And she's going, oh, yeah, uh, like that. I and, like a girl and, who earns her buck. That's well, well, good. So, so I started laughing because oh. I'm not like into the fucking cock slap thing. Yeah. I just think it's fucking We're hilarious. never thought you'd ever get it in your life. Yeah, yeah, like literally. So I was just like, <laughs> like I just started cracking yeah, up. of course. She broke character. She saw me laughing and started laughing her ass off oh, because she didn't like to do it either. And then sweet. we like made eye contact and I had a fucking moment with this hooker. And then we had sex and it was like, and instead of being like a, like, like, you know, like, uh, she wasn't acting. It was just like, we were just fucking, we were just fucking like, that's what she uh, wanted. You think, dude, she's on the deep shit. Maybe she's she's just like, it's that good of a performance method. She's like, she clocked you the moment she came in, dude. She studied psychology. She's going to get a doctorate. She just likes prostitution. Literally. And, and, and she just like read you like a book and she's just like, I'm going to win over this American. It's going to be so great. And then she earns it, dude. That's how you get repeat customers though. It's good customers. It's true. She's like the Chick-fil-A of bought pussy. She's like, (laughs) it was my pleasure. It was my pleasure to give you your spicy deluxe. You know what I mean? The waffle fries are a little extra, but yeah. they're so worth it. Honestly, we're yeah. so kind to you. Her manners were fantastic. As soon as I finished, she climbed off and just goes, welcome to Amsterdam while she was toweling off Aww, her fat. That's so cool. That's yeah, it was like, very cute. It's yeah, a cute meat. <laughs> meat cute. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That is, uh, that's so sweet. You pretty womaned her. Yeah, right. And you then, s- uh, you snatched her box and, <laughs> It was like a ten minute conversation about her life. Like she, uh, she's in English from, or Italian? In English, she used the a words. You're yeah, like, I yeah. want to press you, Danielle. <laughs> I want to love you. She's from Northern Italy. She oh. uh, she moved to Amsterdam when she was a little bit younger. Uh, prostitution's a great way to pay the bills, apparently. Dude, and, uh, and now it is during COVID. You know, yeah. many OnlyFans people like wish they were in Amsterdam and make Dude. that kind of buck. Oh my god! And uh, well, the the thing that's fucked up is the rental space for those windows is super expensive. Like, obviously. oh yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. so, so basically like a barber up to, shop in a gentrified neighborhood. You know? uh, up to a certain point in the night, those women are literally earning their keep. Like, I, like, I mean, you have to pay every every night. You got to hit like a certain, you know, like, okay, yeah. hey, here's my rental fee for this window space for however long I'm going to stay here. Yeah. I better fuck like twenty five dudes. Otherwise, I'm not paying for it tonight. Yeah, that's an interesting structure, like a business structure, because it's like hair salons run on the same business, but it's voluntary. So, so it's like imagine if you had, you know what I mean? Like if you had somebody yeah. like a barber shop, someone like cat calling you, like, hey yo, you got some like, <laughs> yeah. ass hair, bitch, get it? Like yeah. they see us, and they're yeah, like, yeah. come on, honey, I know you want a trim. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's literally like, like that. dancing in the window under that. Like there's some fucking yep. chubby Dominican guy. He's like, I'll give you a tight fade, honey. <laughs> Like okay, I know you want fifty those euros. Nice I cut your hair. Another fifty, I take my clothes off. Yeah. Another fifty, I'll jerk you off from behind. Yeah. I clip your hair with one hand. But yeah, man, my experience in Amsterdam was really fun because we went on a school trip that was part of the whole. This was during my whole. So while I was studying abroad in Germany, I had opportunities to go to different places. And now I have the most regrettable experience there is that I passed up a ski trip to the Alps because mm. I didn't know how to ski. And I thought I it would be so much harder. I me. just learned how to ski and I didn't realize how easy it was going to be. But it was also expensive. And like, I, but I, I mean, the Alps.
shops. They were sending me a panoramic picture, dude. I was so, like, yeah. motherfucker. It looks so fucking good. And and now that I didn't know how to ski, like I would love to go through the Alps. But and it's supposed to be those little villages that are the resort villages. Yes. They look like they're out of a fucking, you know. Storybook. Like a, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It looks like a fairy tale. It's so like anyways. Little, these little portraits. Yeah, like, dude. It looks that like that yeah. ancient, like, oh, man, the, the I architecture. I love Eastern European architecture, especially because it's so Gorgeous. ancient. Because during World War II, there was so much bombing going on. But the Eastern Europeans gave up so quickly mm -hmm. so they were saved they were spared that was one of the things on vienna was um there's a cathedral beautiful thing oh, yeah. most of it is intact and original there's a big icon like on the like and, and you know like colored shingles yeah. on the top that's of like a german crest and like uh, you know in the flags colors and mm -hmm. stuff like that it got bombed out during the second world war Damn. and and they had to rebuild it after that so same and, thing uh, happened in dresden dresden yes, is yeah. the nearest town over from Prague, basically. So, yep. so we staged ourselves in Dresden and then took a bus over into the Czech Republic, into That's Prague, cool. for the day. We took a day trip because we had a full week. So in Germany, they do this cool thing where it's like either your junior year or your like senior year, basically the version of in America, you take a week-long field trip to mm -hmm. this like location. So I was lucky enough to get into this school just before... They took their trip. So I was part of the trip and I went to oh. uh, Dresden and regrettably kissed some girl who was like the weirdo. And then I got like a, basically the cheese touch. Like, <laughs> yeah. this girl. but, um, but, but that Prague trip was so fun because we took, went in for a day. We came back out, but while we were there, it was so beautiful. The markets, the little like bazaars that they have yeah. like, in the, the indoor markets and the clock shit. tower in like the plaza yep. with the super with the, ornate, with the, with... like, like, uh, automatron kind of thing. Did they... So did you watch when those come out and they dance and stuff like no, that? No, but I was just, I was kind of studying the different moon phase Dude, things and the solar, like that is the oldest functional, uh, astrological clock in Whoa, the world. So it is, cool. it has been functioning nonstop since like the 1400s dude that's it intense. is they like literally they came up with a way to accurately map the the stars yeah and, and the seasons and and put it in a mechanized yep. never-ending clock tower you and so here's a funny little history fact yeah. for you there's all these little figurines at a certain i think it's like 10 a.m or something they come out and dance and they're like they're, they're like literally animatronic like chuck e cheese robots yeah, from man. the 1400s yeah, like so and so they're all racist as fuck. I was literally just going to ask, like, any of them in blackface? Because it, it seems like it would be the kind of thing that's in blackface. So there's no. It, it's a, it's actually mostly anti-Semitic, but it, like, that like, makes like, a lot of sense. And anti-Turkish. There's there's one guy who's like some sort of like disparager or something, and or like heretic, and he's a Turk. And oh, he's got the turban, and then there's another guy who is the usurer, and he's got the biggest hook nose mm. and is holding these money bags it's the most anti-semitic shit, shit i have ever seen and he's just like God fucking standing there like rubbing his little animatronic Chuck E. cheese fucking hands together yeah. and our tour guide just like yeah this is pretty anti-semitic i never really never really thought about that before yikes because there are two girls from Israel in our oh. tour group. Yeah. And it was They're just... like, no, we know. It's okay. Yeah. We understand it. That's why we're here. They laughed. Like, yeah. Because we had I mean, just you seen... Have to. You're getting bombed every day. Because you understand yep. anti-Semitism when you have the Iron fucking Dome. No, the other fucked up thing like, I yeah, noticed Tel Aviv, We try to club, but Hamas tries to take us out every <laughs> fucking day. <laughs> you see all the plaques around uh -huh. in Europe. The little ones yeah, outside yeah. the houses for the Holocaust stuff. Mm -hmm. I'd never known that that was a thing. It's fucked up when you walk down through like the Jewish quarter of any of those cities and like that, that part of Europe mm. and you just see like every house, there's a tiny little placard with a star of David and there's like four or five names etched into it. And they're just all people who were fucking 
torn out of their homes, yeah. killed, it's and crystal knock shit. And, and, and now it's a fucking Gucci store. <sighs> like, like literally, literally, there's this I didn't one. Think that's where that was story. It, it's so be. bad. There's this one street in Prague. It, it's God. all the high end Louis Vuitton, like all the high end shops. It used to be the Jewish Please quarter. Please tell me there's not a Hugo Boss store. Please tell me there's. Of course, there's a Hugo oh, Boss dude. I, it, I don't know. Maybe isn't but it like, crazy that none of these brands have changed from Nazi no, ownership? No, Volkswagen. You know what Volkswagen yep, yeah. means? The people's wagon. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what kind of people they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and they're great cars, but Germans make. That's the problem, man. Germans make great things, and I think someone Mustafa. You know, yeah, has great Shout joke out to about Mustafa, that. Yeah. yeah, German engineering is a hell of a thing because you know they had to engineer the final solution. Yeah, but, but um. Oh yikes! I didn't, I didn't mean to agree <laughs> so enthusiastically yeah, with yes, that. They did, and they should keep no. Which is interesting. I learned that, um, ger- like the plan that was written out in Mein Kampf, like to to expand the whole Hitler's whole plan was to expand into the Soviet Union mm-hmm. to take up the what they would call the Black Earth, which is the really rich soil on the steppes of Russia, so that Germany could seize control of farming and have their own oh like God world. Food supply, yeah. So they don't have to worry about importing from other countries and they could have an isolated like north yeah. korean-esque yeah. and so fucking psychotic i love the idea of self-sufficiency but like individual level yeah you don't need a fucking state but also like, here's the thing man is they promised the soldiers food for their family and they're this was right after the depression and all that stuff yeah. right they march into the soviet union with with great, <laughs> with great gusto looking for food they're looking for food and they get there dude and it's it's like yeah there's grain but there's not nearly as much yeah. as hitler promised so, i hope you like waiting in line yeah yeah exactly <laughs> they just eventually it just connected with the bread lines and they're like this is a really big line they're like no we just got here god yeah. damn party of eight party of yeah. eight yes we're taking we're taking Himmler, yes party of oh eight million okay i'm sorry so we're gonna take dostoevsky yeah. um but but the thing is they didn't have as much food as promised this was they lost all their momentum in the winter trying to march into the soviet union which apparently the greeks actually held them back for long enough where they it got to winter the greeks yeah i mean they fucking all died from nazi occupation but they held them back just long enough where the winter started to hit so it's like if the greeks Uh, didn't give make them lose that much momentum they wouldn't be stopped so anyways then their supply chain started to fall apart behind them because there wasn't as much food people started dying off so that's when hitler and all of his people started to kick in the final solution because they couldn't afford to keep people going. So they starved out their Soviet prisoners. Then they started starving out the work camps. Damn. And that's yeah. what let, that's what was the, the, the charging up of all these concentration camps actually killing people off because they couldn't afford to feed them. Yeah. To no feed them. Shit. And, wow. and because the original idea for the solution was to create a separate state for Jews to be emigrated to, to be exiled to like Himmler Where came have up. I heard that before. Yeah, I know. It, it, it's almost like, the entire post-war order, like the IMF and the World yep. Bank and all of those World institutions Bank, were by design. Dude, anyone says World Bank unironically, you know they have some shit to talk about. You know they have opinions. <laughs> yeah, you want to hear what I think about the Federal Reserve? No one knows yeah. that. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Himmler came up with the idea of what is now Israel. Yeah. And, it, and it, he, the, oh, people don't know this. People don't know that the Nazis came up with the entire like game plan oh, for, yeah. for how to have a universal post-war international order because – that was their plan. We want to take over the world oh, and dude. we want to make sure everything happens in a predictable fashion everywhere. And instead of them doing it, we did it oh, yeah. with their people. And and you know who the, the Nazis teamed up with? Uh, a natural enemy of uh, the Soviet Union. And uh, they teamed up with the Middle East. Yeah. They teamed up with the uh, Muslims in the Middle East because they the Germans said we have a common enemy with the Arab man, the Jews, and the Soviets. And that was – or in the British too. Yeah. So – so like, 
no, actually, it was, it was the British and the Jews. And and then Stalin and Hitler made an agreement, and then Hitler was like, oh, I got you. And Molotov, Stalin was like, ooh, Ribbentrop I got Pact. you. Yeah. Yep. And then they fucking – and then they went against each other. And, and it's funny because Stalin extended Hitler so much grace, staying like – He's not going to do it. Guys, like, I know he's like, he's like yeah. the crazy friend. He's cool. He's yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe he's like, me. He's like, no, no, it's okay. And then everyone's telling him, dude, no, he's going to try to go for it. He's like, he's not that stupid. Like, he's so small. And then finally, like, even up to the very moment there was an attack happening, he's so like, small. we can figure something out. And then, well, like, population Yeah, no, no, I know. <laughs> it's it's just funny because he... It's like, think about, you know, if you're playing a game of Risk, you own half the board and you're like, make up, you're like, all right, dude, we're going to be against those other guys, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, then they're like, it. oh, yeah. I'm going to take all of my two, like, things and kill all of you. And then, so anyways, so then they break the promise and all that shit. And, yep. but they teamed up with the, the Muslims because they were like, we have a common enemy in the Jew. And I'm like, dude, the Jew, I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day and she was like, well, isn't Islam older than Judaism? And I was like, no, in the Quran, it says that that Jesus was a false prophet, the Jews were wrong, and the Savior was, like, like all this shit. And it's, like, like Islam is, like, the little brother to, like, yeah. all the monotheistic yeah. religions. Which 600 is, years later. Like, yeah, which doesn't make it bad. It's just it's oh. just funny that, like, it seems more ancient. It seems very Because stark- the architecture, the, 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 the Renaissance. But Jews have been around forever. Like, it's, it's so fucking old. And they've only ever been persecuted. Yeah, you know, I, it's so fucking Do you know why Hasidic Jews dress the way they do? is to celebrate, I believe, 15th century Polish nobles. Probably the most successful time for Jews in oh, all of history. Dressed like that. You know what I mean? Like, that would be like your dad, like, dressing up in his, like, old, like, like basketball uniform in, like, the good old days. You know what I mean? But, like, centuries yeah. later, because it's, like, it's a celebration of wealth to it's them. like those guys down south who wear all the, who do the Civil War reunion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but so they wear that as a sign of wealth and prosperity. Like, this is when our people were doing really well. And they hold on to that tradition. because That's they, fucking fascinating. But because they hold on to tradition so hard, dude, the Jews are hard to fucking, you can't. I love their facial hair. You knock them down and they just keep coming back up, <laughs> it's man. It's true. They're, I, I've always admired the shit out of the Jews. They on the top like, of their shit and they're so, like, culturally connected to, like, a history. That's why, like, and also, like, when people are like, oh, yeah. Jewish isn't a race. But it's like, yeah, it is. It kind of has to be when you have the same people that have been exiled over and over and over again. They kind of stay close. Yeah. They don't trust a lot of other people. The reason it's so cool is because, like, usually in humanity we talk about culture and you have, you know, like, race, religion. Those are all aspects of culture. With the Jewish population – it is all integrated into one community yeah, of, of like, you know, history. And that's super fucking cool. Yeah. Like, like most other people don't have that history. Oh yeah. And, uh, and like Americans would be like, I'm Irish. So I make like, <coughs> like shepherd's pie and yeah. like, I stay connected to my cultures. Like you're as Irish as like, my dad bought me a clotter ring when yo, I was 13. <laughs> or those bros who get like the Irish, uh, the Irish not cross. Yeah. On their, on the, oh my God. Like, oh my God, dude. It's like, I don't know. But then that makes us think, me think too, right? Where is where we visit in other countries that is the West Virginia? You know what I mean? Like, oh, the, I, like, got a, I got one of those. Yeah, please. Because that, that, so, yeah. that like, stuck in my brain. I'm like, because West Virginia is yeah. objectively beautiful, but no, none of us would want to go there. So when we were in, uh, when we were in uh, Czech Republic, yeah. one of the things we did one of the days was we took a train all the way out in a bumfuck countryside mm-hmm. to go to a little town called Kutnohora, which is uh, – I don't I, there's a church there this medieval church that's literally the entire inside of it is made out of human bones the, in, the like the entire thing is thousands and fuck? thousands and thousands of human skeletons Dude, like that have been dismembered catacomb. yes it is literally it, well, well actually it's kind of underground i guess because you walk in it's kind of underground you've but, never but heard of it yeah <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> like the church find so a much picture for you. Their albums. <laughs> there's literally a chandelier that is 
bones? completely made of all these different human bones. That sounds like some wildling shit. It was some of the coolest and most savage shit Dude. I have ever. There it is. This is the this is the chandelier. Oh my god! Send that to me. I'm gonna put it in yeah, post on the, in the video podcast. But I, I have I, yeah. Intense, I can't get those dude. because I fucking so my all my photos from that trip are on my old phone, which yeah, is fucking. Yeah. Oh, I have some old photos that I got saved, and I have some video from Germany I want to show you. Hell yeah! Because I went to um, the first town I stopped in was called Sella, which was like a royal town, right? And so uh-huh. they had this kind of like celebration, like this king's festival, because there's a there's a castle in the middle of town, and there's a moat around it, and then the town square is right there. No and shit. So the, dude, everything's so fucking ancient there. So what's important about this royal place, Sella, it's like near Hanover. Um, it's in the very north of Germany. Is that German or like the king of that area mm-hmm. took a French queen. And the French queen was very homesick and she missed the flowers that grew in her palace back in France. So he had them imported to this specific town and they only bloom for one week during September. Wow. And they have – dude, this place is so fucking cool, man. I, I want to show you it so bad. They have um, a very specific honey that's made from those flowers only during that time of the year. And they love they, – the, the queen also wanted them to bring bees over. They have old beehives. One of them is a, a statue of a woman, like a giant like totem statue of a woman. And the, her heart is where the bees fly in and out of to make oh their hive. Oh, my God. So her back is flat. You can imagine like a chocolate sand yeah. where the back is completely yep. flat. It's hollowed out, and it's like a giant beehive, like an organic beehive. That's so and cool. And they have a field of beehives, and they even have a bee institute, the Bienen Institute, which is – That's, <laughs> that's bee, a cool name, like, yeah. Um, uh, Bienen is like one – Beanin is multiple. Beanin Institute, which is they study wax properties and honey and like pollen production Damn. and like bee populations, and they have like activities and fairs. And you know, in America, if you had a bee institute, it would be a caged exhibit, yep. plexiglass to save because some kids allergic to bees. They're fucking nothing, dude. Bees flying everywhere, and they're just like, it's okay, it's natural. They just let them land on you. They're very gentle. You just do not disturb them, and they'll be okay. (laughs) And they are, and they just they just behave like bees because bees like are part of nature. And as long as you don't fuck with them, they don't sting you, and they're fine. And it's it's one of my buddies raises honeybees, and it's like he was explaining that to me. They're just like they're just very peaceful. They're just chilling out there, and dude, and it was so fucking cool. And I have so much video that I want to show you from this place. I might cut some in, dude. This podcast is gonna be great. We need to keep talking about Europe. I kept a video journal for eight months when I was in Germany. Every day, every single day, I made a five-minute video about what happened. What and it got sweet. And I look back on it too. I I, I did shit like that. I want to go look back on it, man, because I started it on New Year's. Right, I was there since September, but I started on New Year's, and I have every day I was in Germany from New Year's all the way until I came back in July. That's a hell of a fucking collection, man. Yeah, because I brought like a camcorder with me, like a shitty little camcorder, but I have so much good footage that I finally get to use, dude. I was always wanted to use that footage, but it was so, it was really personal. So I couldn't put just upload. Yeah. There's some shit about my relationship, about like girls I fucked there. It's like not good stuff. I have a whole fucking notebook of shit I wrote on that trip. But there's like, I want to show you this video because it's, I want, it's hard to explain how cool it is in. There's so many cool little towns like those bone churches. Oh, yeah. Dude, so one of the cool things about that little place – sorry, I just wanted to finish this thought before we move on – was like they had – it was the weirdest collection of shit that they had in that town. Like these old like you know like monoliths and stuff in the village center or Mm -hmm. whatever – and then there was a Philip Morris factory, like like right outside the town. Checks love cigarettes, man. Oh, I, Checks that, love cigarettes. I had quit smoking for like eight months. That's where I smoked my first cigarette was Prague. First time, first Damn. cigarette was a click and roll. Oh, 
really? Yeah. <laughs> and I have more to talk about on that, but yeah. like, please go on with about that because it's so really we, fucking dope. Uh, yeah, no, we we like so we're walking around this town. We walk by the Philip Morris factory. I was like, I gotta go in there. Like, I love yeah. Philip Morris. And then we, uh, and then um, got some food and stuff. But the whole place, like, once you get into the populated area, mm-hmm. it's all Soviet block architecture. Like, 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 so all it. of the apartments. All, like it literally you ever play Call of Duty the original yeah. Modern Warfare yeah. you know when you're like walking through Chernobyl and they have all those apartment buildings it yeah, literally man. looked like that shit it was just like these like weird 1950s through 70s style like fucking strange apartment buildings with like the shitty Soviet balconies and the fucking like you know little tiny potted plants with dead things coming out of them I saw the biggest motherfucking bee I've ever seen in my life in Kubernetes. Actually, it was mother- motherfucker. It was like before the whole murder hornet thing. Yeah. It was literally this big. I was sitting there with my buddy damn. smoking a cigarette after we walked through the thing. We were just like, what the fuck? And they freaked dog. out. Yeah, that. And so when we went out there on the train, we accidentally took it to the wrong stop. The conductor, we had like, we were like really like nervous about like going to the right place because yeah. we're in the trek. Once, when you're in the cities, everyone speaks English. Once you get outside, it's a fucking crapshoot. Um, we don't speak Czech because Czech is an indiscernible fucking yeah. Like, it's a subset of yeah, Russian, hillbilly Eastern yeah. European language. It's, it's Cajun. It, it's yeah, literally. It's Cajun it, it, it is the, Yeah, it, that's a great description. Yeah, it's I, so, I always use Cajun because yeah. it's like Cajun. We we have, but I have. Yeah, it's like Cajun other. if they use Cyrillic letters, like. <laughs> And uh, Dude, imagine, try to imagine a fucking Cajun, like an Cajun American looking person, like a down, down South, good old boy, but like speaks Russian because they both love guns. Yeah. Yeah. They both hate the government. <laughs> I was going to say like, I, everyone always talks shit about Russia like that. Like as like a the people are a fascinating yeah, bunch. Yeah. They, they, there's just a lot of crazy individualists out there that yeah, I think man. would get really along with Disciplined like the whole people. American thing. Yeah. Fucking like Lex Friedman and shit. Yep. Dude, dude, I love Lex Friedman. He's great. I got a buddy that almost got a fucking job interview with him. Really? Yeah. Wow. Dude, I and that's crazy. Like if you don't know who Lex Friedman is, just listen to what I just said. A guy who is excited to almost get a job yeah. interview with him. Yeah, I I was excited to hear that he almost got a like his yeah. friend got <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, because like oh man. But, he must be smart. Yeah, well, he's like into computer engineering, but he's Malaysian, and actually, like, he doesn't have a green card yet, and he studied here, so he's he's Damn. actually yeah. Him and one of our mutual friends, <laughs> I actually just went to his place. He's a fucking amazing cook too. But him and uh, our mutual friend, which is why I know him, are getting married so he can get his green card oh, and really? stay here. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because That's right awesome. now during COVID, if you're a foreign person, they that, love each other. They're getting married because they love each other. Oh yeah, certainly. <laughs> And I have evidence that they've been together for a very long time. They've been together since I've known her. Like, they have a dog together. They have a house (laughs) together. Like, dude, they fucking deserve to be. My parents are divorced, all right? So can I get one of them deported? Because this fucking bullshit that we have to lead with love when it comes to green card, you fucking assholes, dude. You're the ones who made marriage a fucking state-sponsored institution. It can be a financial arrangement. Why can't it be a fucking Do you want to watch me when I, like, consummate my marriage? You fucking puritanical cunts just let I mean, me live it here. is the fbi they do love spying on yeah, people know, who right? have sex yeah but um no but he's he's a fucking smart guy he's fucking brilliant but um i completely lost my train of thought oh like, the russians make great people yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you were talking about check but in germany they have so many different dialects too because they're bordered by so many different countries as you get closer to each of the borders you get different crossbreeds kind of like a catalan like between yes, spencer yeah. French. so there's this the, probably the most known in Germany is Zwebisch, which is between – it's like in Dresden. It's a mix of like – or no, sorry, not near Dresden, but it's it's on the border of Poland and Germany. It's it's the Polish-German crossover. It's called Zwebisch. It's, Interesting. Uh, I almost said it, spelt it in German. They say Z like Z. So yeah. it's Z-W-E-I 
V-B-I-S-H. Sounds Polish to me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So it's really cool. And there was this girl that I knew that her her grandma like raised her and she was Tvebish. Because Tvebish is like its own thing. It's like saying Cajun, you know, because yeah, it's such a crossover. Like yeah, said, exactly. Yeah. Um, it's such its own thing that she was she was raised by her grandma in like that area, like Swabia, I think it's called or something like that. And uh, when she gets drunk, it comes out, and it's hilarious. I love because that like shit. even to my ear, I can hear where she's from. You can mm-hmm. you, when you spend it long enough in a place, you can hear where people are from. In the north, they're like they're like the uppity New England people, where they say they don't have an accent. Yep. It's yeah. called Hochdeutsch, which is like High Deutsch, like High German. <coughs> like they, it's proper. It's this like, is how German is supposed. Yeah, to sound. exactly. Yeah. And then you get down to the south, and it's like, no, Junge, it's just, it's geil, du. It's, it does, it's <laughs> yep. geil, Junge. Sounds like very familiar. Drop. It's very in yeah. the back of the throat. It's very like. I don't know what it is. Like, why is it the south of every country is like the more like laid back? Dude, it's like in uh, in Italy. If you hear my mom speak Italian, like, she's, yeah. that was her first language was Sicilian, which is not technically Italian. Yeah, that's the thing. And also, it, too, total the Sicilians dialect. are not even yeah. Italian. Like, the no. Italians and Sicilians do not identify with one another. Well, so she actually did her ancestry shit, uh-huh. like to just find out because you know we're we're one of those like oh you know we're hundred percent Italian. Like my grandmother, my grandfather came over from Italy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. whole nine. You talk fucking... true romance shit. Like your yeah, father yeah. was an eggplant. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like. She goes back and come to find out, like, there's a bunch of Turkish in there. There's some mm-hmm. Ashkenazi in there. Oh, yeah. There's some fucking, like, because... A lot of refugees. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's Sicily. Like, Sicily literally got taken over by every single oh, yeah. fucking major power in world history. It, it, it's like a who's who of, like, conquering powers yeah, exactly. in my bloodline. Yeah, man. It's it's in, it's insane to kind of cross-connect, which is why I think cultural appropriation is such a bullshit concept. It's stupid. Because you go to these countries and you see what cultural appropriation gets you. It gets you beautiful architecture mm-hmm. in, like, beautiful languages. Dude, I went to Cologne, which I don't call it Cologne because, like, it's it's Köln, <laughs> which is just so much easier to say. Well, it's so much. It's Köln. It's K-O with an umlaut. And Vienna is Wien. Like, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's so much simpler. So weird shit, yeah. So much simpler than Cologne. But that's where the first Cologne came from, which also... Interesting. Um, Faust wrote the book Perfume. It's a German book. It's mm. a German show. I, there's a show, and there's a German, like, uh, murder mystery show called uh, Perfume now. I'm watching it. It's fucking good. There's an <laughs> opening shot as a kid running through a field with, like, a strand of, like, uh, red hair. And he's, like, playing with it. And you're like, that's kind of fucking weird. And he gets to it, and the, they get, like, run across the farm. And they're in the house, and the dad's like, what are you playing with? And he tries to grab it from it, and the kid pulls it away, and his hand's full of blood. And he's like, what the fuck? And he runs back across the farm to this, like, guest house, and this woman is, like, murdered naked in her pool with, like, her head shaven and, Jesus. like, a slice of skin taken out of her armpit and shit. Oh, my God. That's, and that was that's how the German show shit. opened. Yeah. Dude, German shows are good. German shows I recommend is Perfume, because I oh, didn't even get through one episode. Dark. Dark is a great fucking show. It's mm-hmm. about... It's my favorite sci-fi, but I can't explain what the show is even about without spoiling it. Oh, but it basically, it's like a darker, way better Stranger uh, German Stranger Things. Okay, about like corruption that. in like a small town with like a huge like corporation. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But 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 the the sci-fi element is so good. But you really and I hate when people say this. You have to get through a couple episodes to get to where it is. It starts with a kid disappearing, but it's like how he disappeared and where he disappeared to is the best part. Damn, and it, that's it's cool. basically what drives the rest of the show. So you I have like to get that. to finding out how he. But anyways, Germany's fucking dope. They have different accents, different dialects, and like cultural appropriation should be embraced. Cultural crossover is what I would celebrate yeah. because it's like when I take your shit, it's like I'm gonna take it back home. It's like that's why there's Christians yeah. in Mongolia. That's, that's why, why there's you can like get amazing pad thai in Great Britain. That's like, why you, there is duna. Like, like yeah. why there's like Germanized Turkish food. You know, yeah. you get like. 
that shit is what makes humanity human. They, like, uh, yeah. the fact that we can look across those cultural divides and say, oh, that's fucking sick. Like, yeah. I want to use that. Oh, yeah. Like, man. I mean, that that's that, that's how you build more, you know? Yeah, what I mean? and like, I understand that some people, some companies are just, like, completely oblivious and they just, like, repurpose people's, like, cultural things and try to sell them. And that's just that's just a how symptom about what of capitalism. every corporation in America does with Pride Month. Oh, Pride Month, Black, Black Lives History Matter. Month, yeah, oh, Black Lives Matter, it. yeah, same yeah. deal. Like, it's, dude, it's... how is J.P. Morgan like? We support Black Lives Matter. He's like, bro, you have like driven more <laughs> communities of like color into desperation you'll... and redlining. Like, I, if I trace you back far enough, I'm sure that you insured a slave ship sometime. You'll appreciate this story. Please do. At uh, at our graduation, um, at Fordham, uh, I used to play in the band. So, okay. so you know, I would sit up there for graduation. I did it all four years. And for ours, it was sponsored by J.P. Morgan. And they the had, like, a whole fuck, announcement dude. before. I didn't realize that, you know, being in the band, like, I knew we were mic'd. I didn't realize we were hot mic'd. Uh-oh. So I start talking mad shit yeah, about J.P. Morgan. Go off just like I want that video. Yeah, yeah, just like these fucking banker cocksuckers think dude, they yeah. can just come in here and sponsor yeah 2017 oh. so so I, I was just like i was fucking you know i was mad like i i, I just watched the big short you know <laughs> and like yeah, exactly and, you get a little hot yeah, take i'm talking some shit just like making you know my friends in, in the band like yeah. laugh and all of a sudden the director of the band comes up and he goes mike you're on a mic right now everybody oh, can no. hear what you're saying and i look out at this sea of like ten thousand people on the fucking like the whole lawn all back up and i was like all right, <laughs> like I'll be quiet. What do you do, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Um, but biggest crowd I've ever played. <laughs> if, you, if you had a mic, if you had a, 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 if you had a podcast by yourself, mic on mic is probably a good one. I like that. <laughs> but you got me, so I don't know. I was thinking, um, can we be friends? I like is a that. good one because I'm a. I always like made friends really easily when I was a kid, and I would mm. always just meet strangers. Can we like, be could friends? Be friends? Yeah. But then if we ever had guests on, and if we did have guests, we'd have to come to my house. Yeah. Then we could yeah. do like <laughs> an interview style where we have like we engage them and like try to find out more about them for the people who are listening. But it's also like, could we be friends? Yeah, I could like we, that. Can, could we be friends? I like that one. I like that a lot. Yeah, but uh, no, Germany's dope. I wanna I wanna just go back and and just visit. I'm trying to. I was trying to go back with my grandma, but then Corona hit. I, we were, we planned to go on Christmas because man, Christmas in Germany is fucking dope. Yep. Like Christmas and New Year's, you have to be in Germany. Forget Oktoberfest. Fuck Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest is like Oktoberfest is like the the wicked on Broadway. <laughs> just out the getting w- wicked tickets in Times Square is like going to Oktoberfest in Munich. <coughs> and Fuck every it, yeah. every little state has their Oktoberfest, but Oktoberfest is not what you go to Germany for. It's you go for Pfingsten. You go for festival. Festivals in February. That's you, what I've, I. They have all those markets and shit. Right? The Christmas yes, dude, markets. Christmas and stuff. market. Yeah. Weihnachtmarten is a uh, Weihnachtmarten. Um, those are dope, dude. You go to Frankfurt, man. The the kind of culture you can get from there. The the Christmas markets. They're like open air markets in like snowy little villages around. Every every town has their own. They're like little craft fair. They sell fucking homemade shit like tables and like yeah. it's not christmas related it doesn't have to be christmas related it's just it's where you go to buy presents because yeah. it's based off the tradition <laughs> where people would put up posts and like of art things like because toys aren't like a necessity yeah to, especially to a german so they're like <laughs> you go and that's a special occasion you go there you drink glühwein which is like mold yep. wine dude yeah. it's fucking great and if you can that's get something from the liquor store i know but then you can spike it with like other shit too yep. yeah. but for me it ta- the taste brings me back the taste brings me back mm. immediately. That and like Polliner Oktoberfest, that yep. beer, it's a fest beer. It's like no head on it, you know, so when yes. they, they can just pour yep. it and there's just nothing, that just brings me back. Those like sense memories. It, it, dude, the smells for me are huge. Oh, like yeah, if, if I smell like cigarettes and like smoking ham, 
Like I don't know what it is, but that instantly it's the most transformed Italian back to shit pride. I've ever heard. Yeah, they're like, they're like just like honestly, it's like cigarettes and certain combinations of smells. Like if I'm sitting outside a bar, sometimes yeah. you can smell the like the food cooking from outside. And I'm smoking a cigarette, I have a yeah. beer in my hand. I'm just like I close my eyes and I'm oh, just man. fucking back there, dude. Like sitting outside a cafe, fucking. We need to take a trip to Europe. We really should. Hey, dude, this COVID shit's fucking it up because like some of these places you're gonna have to have a vaccine to go. No, and honestly, All like I'm hearing about vaccine passports. I'm not big on that. I, Dude, we, I need was, to, we need to have a separate episode just about conspiracy theories around Corona because I feel like these governors are just seizing. I mean, they, they it's are. no secret. Like, look, I'm not of the belief that this was constructed in a lab. I am of the belief it was being tested in a lab and they had really and poor it got security out. measures. Yeah, I I'm agree. also of the belief that it was not released intentionally, but it was capitalized on. They're, of course, the politicians' favorite phrase, don't let a good crisis go to waste. Yep. You know what I mean? We they use the they use the fucking Oklahoma building to in, uh, encroach on our very new internet rights. Like yeah. the Clinton administration, Bush used nine eleven to encroach on our like privacy rights and other stuff. Like, and they create the Patriot Act, which at the time people, you know what the biggest concern when the origin of the Patriot Act was? How? Oh no! Why are we going to let the government see which library books we checked yeah, out? Right. This was before we started cataloging our digital footprint of our heartbeat. Literally. Like people who have it's, Apple it's watches, psychotic. Dude, your your heartbeat when you look at an Instagram ad, like that yep. shit is connected. I know, and that's why it's like I'm really hoping, and I know this is like a hopes of hopes that Tim Cook is using Apple to drive for to advocate for privacy because right now Apple's on a huge kick of locking their information down. An iPhone, like, do you hear the stories about like FBI threatening legal action against people in like corporate of Apple for not releasing terrorists yeah. like iPhone iMessages and shit like that? Yeah. But it's like that's important. Like, we it need is. corporate structures because I'm dude, I'm hearing articles about how Amazon can start their own countries now. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude. How there's dude, gonna dude. be like Google Island where they 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 behave in the boundaries of their own law. Yeah. And then they they're can going just... to like, and you know why? Because like. Anyone who who attains that level of power, especially these Silicon Valley fucks, and here's a terrible, terrifying thing: these people are people who, you know, like, and you know, both of us do stand up, like, you know, so, yeah. social critique. Oh, by the is, way, is, my name is Gage Mora. <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug. Wait, hold on yeah. a second. I need to see how long we've been recording. Yeah, right. It's been a minute. Like a really, Go really for quick. it. Yeah. And now we're back from me taking a piss, <laughs> and uh, that reminds me that uh, now let's get into the conspiracy theories Hell because. Yeah. I know you're a conspiracy guy. I am a conspiracy guy. And I, I, uh... I definitely watched Loose Change and I was into like, you know, and also I watched, I like science and stuff like that too. So like, I like searching for answers. You know what I mean? Like I learned that, um, you know, jet fuel doesn't melt steel beams, but it doesn't have to. No. Because the way that it collapsed, it cr- it actually softens the metal. It buckled. It buckled. Yep. And then when it did buckle and it's, you know, it finally gave way, it just... It just yeah. fell. And no, I mean, I, I don't like, I'm not one of those like, oh, there's no plane. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're fucking like, and I don't even know that I believe the whole like Bush did 9-11 thing. But for me, no. the way I look at it is like, there's a very clear capitalization on every of element course. of that. And that's what we should focus on is the yes. fact that like we use this to justify, like you were talking about before with the Patriot Act, the, the complete end of privacy rights in terms yep. of communication in America. And and furthermore, you know, if you like, I think it gets even more heinous when you get into the Obama administration with the National Defense Authorization Act. Yeah. When you start looking at uh, FISA courts and shit like that, the fact that we have secret courts where the federal government can get warrants to do whatever on any anybody in the world, mostly American citizens too, and and those don't do not become public record, so that the target. 
can't know that like it, it's a violation of every constitutional yeah. right that you have in terms of fair due process. And for some reason it's legal because we've decided that national security exemptions. And here's the thing, like I'm not, I I hate having to preface this by saying this because it seems like I have to not like, you know, a a Trump guy or anything. It's never been. I'm glad Trump's out of office now because now like people don't veer that shit to AC who's a clown. And like, while people were in office, while people were like, but that's the thing. That's the thing that people neglect to think about you is it's like, you are going to criticize every government. Exactly. You know what I mean, like you're yeah. not like I'm. I'm so glad Trump's in. It's like no, he is the problem yeah. now. And, like and, now and, he is the, the. And one problem with him, which is I don't think he got a fair shake on this, was that the Obama administration, like the whole the whole Obama Gate thing, like it got blown up into be like this oh, sort of like meme. Of shit? A, that shit was real. Oh yeah. They, they got a FISA warrant to wiretap the the, the president elect of the United States. Based on a false document, a document that they knew to the, the people who presented it to the court knew it to be false at the time, or at the very least dubious, and they did so anyway because they wanted to to have political leverage going into the beginning of his administration to undermine him publicly. Yeah. Like, like that shit is fucked up, and, and and that's why, you know, the whole oh I have nothing to hide. What are you worried about? Is yeah, stupid because the, like why worry if you have nothing to hide? Thing is like so it's so Soviet propaganda. It is when you give them that power, they're going to use it f- for their own ends. It's yeah. it's not like it's going to stop it. Just like oh we have to oh, protect it never everybody. Does. With the COVID tracking and shit. When people were like yeah they're just going to use it so they make sure that. And I was like you think they're going to stop man like the All moment those they have an app down their ex girlfriends fucking yeah. like dude I'm getting I'm getting like. I opened my phone and like, you know, Amber alerts like overtake, mm-hmm. you know, the, it kind of like, yeah. it, it's, it's required by law to like take over your system and like has to show you it. Like I got an overtaken message to download this Connecticut COVID tracking app. Fuck At that. least they gave me the option, but it was just kind of creepy that like they somehow told some phone provider to make sure it sent me a message to have a link to download an app. It's like, that's, I'm good. It's, yeah. sus. <laughs> it's very sus because it's like, I don't know why it's like, the government cares so much about controlling our lives in this particular instance, but there are so many instances where they let us down when yeah. we really needed them. There's well, communities that are let down every fucking decade yeah. by their governments, but now they're talking about, you know, someone brought up a really good point about, like, communities of color getting, like, you know, all these politicians are like, we're going to make sure that the, our communities of color get these vaccines as soon as possible. It's like, oh, so you want to experiment on the black people? Yeah, but you're not going to give us – you're not going to get and – that, and it's like, here's the thing. I'm not anti-vax. I fucking love science. But it's like scientists also, you know, talk about, yeah, we should give things grace period. This is the fastest we've ever made a vaccine. With a brand and a new, new platform. Type, yeah, yeah. A completely new kind. It's like if this is new software, I don't want to download it onto my PC. Oh, it might crash. It and might also, not work. Dude, did you hear, just hear the clip about Biden saying that, like, kids don't get COVID? Shit that Trump got that. okay, so so yeah. shit that Trump got slammed about. Yeah, where they're like, "How dare you? You're sending the wrong message. Everyone is in danger." There was just a town hall where a mom stood up and said, "Like, I have two kids. One's five, one's seven. This is my seven year old right here, and she's super, super terrified to get COVID." And and Joe Biden gets down and like smells her hair first of all, of course, <laughs> classic a, Joe Biden traditional greeting. But then explains to her, "No, honey, kids can't get COVID. You're not going to worry about spreading it to your mom." Or getting it from mommy to you, and we're just going to make sure that mommy's okay and everything's going to be okay. So it's like he admitted it, and it's like this is something we knew. Like swine yeah. flu, yep. really affected kids. We we watched out for those kids. I don't know why. Corona, That's why they closed all those schools whenever there was I an outbreak. I don't know why Corona specifically. Do you think? Do you have any? You know, oh. what? it's because of Trump. No, well, well, it's because so Trump's too, in office. Yeah. Like, so, so, this so, so, so this is my like controversial thing. When and it goes back to the Pfizer so stuff, I was talking about too. the the when when he talks about the deep state, he's not like. 
the right wingers aren't talking about like you know this like sinister hand wringing cabal of people. It sounds like that, yeah. But they just mean is entrenched bureaucrats. Yeah, deep is not who, a way of yeah. like out of the public view. Deep no. is as in they've and, been there for so long. They've really like and and they and, it's the same way the CIA has their own foreign policy and and, and like and, and like whatever happens. In, in terms of, like, the incoming administration, CIA foreign policy does not change. And, in fact, nine times out of ten, the administration's foreign policy is going to change to the CIA's policy. Yeah, That's man. what the deep state is. It, it's that idea that these bureaucracies become more powerful than the elected positions that theoretically control them. Yeah, like, so, center, yeah. center, the center, like, centrists now, they're the, they're the most dangerous fucking people. The centrists are endless war and corporate yeah. bailouts. It, it, because that's what keeps like, the machine the turning. Yeah. That's what keeps it, and, and so know, the, Eisenhower was the first one to mention yep. the, uh, industri- the military-industrial complex, complex, and yeah. not until Trump was that referenced again. And I'm not saying Trump is politically savvy enough to understand how to deconstruct because no one has from yeah. eisenhower to trump it still was a thing but no one talks about that that's how we run our country no and and uh and the big thing with this uh with with the whole um to, to go back to what brought us into this was uh um w- with the whole covid thing was that when when you have a pandemic level you know biological problem yeah media wise they like for the twenty four hour news media, that's a goldmine because people are fucking germaphobes. Social media and, too, and and you can pump that shit out at them every day. You might die. He, here's a new test we have. Here's a new study Dude. we have. This study says this many people get it. This the overload of that information. Information, by the way, much of which turned out to be inaccurate because just like any other data, it's early and there's no yep. way to tell whether you have repeatability and all this other stuff until you get more. Yeah, what you end up getting is is a perfect storm for a politician because you can say look at this crisis look at what's going on our this person who's in charge of everything is making this worse and what, what was fucked up about this was the u.s nobody's saying this other than like you know you the fucking lunatic you know storm the capital type people and i don't know why we got held hostage we literally as a country yeah. if you look at like if you look at the states in which it happened everything shut down the economy which was fucking raging going into this thing got absolutely tanked because all these businesses were forced to close and then they said well we can't stop this until we have someone in office who can fix this problem who takes it serious even though the response hasn't changed dude and now, they dropped it, the it, vaccine the moment he left the it office it never it's like, will it, change this, this was never and look trump is a fucking clown but if you have a bully on the playground and you refuse to like work with the bully in class to like get a project done like you fail your other classmates in a group project because like i don't like this guy so you get an f what the fuck are you doing like aren't you supposed to work together yeah and i think bipartisanship has lost its meaning mm-hmm. tulsi gabbard is one of my favorite politicians right Same. now even though she's out of politics yeah because that's what it does to her it, it eats your soul it all spits these you people out. because the deep state the people who've been in there forever they it takes just but a flick of their wrist to just make people disappear. Bernie has been sitting yeah. on the sidelines waiting to fucking yeah. jump in on the double dutch this whole time, and they won't let him because he's, he's going to get shit done. Because every single other person in there is a career oriented oh, yeah, bureaucrat, and That's it's the, it's the same as like Trump, who's a fuck you yeah, vote. He was a, exactly. an outsider, and, yeah, and he, he was just trying to bump ratings for The Apprentice, yeah. and then he's like, "Wait, am I president now? Fuck!" And yeah. like he he like ended up there because. He's he was just, just such like every other maniac. Dude. Yeah. Like, you he, know what I mean? He's like every other fucking old man who's like, you know what? I could do this shit better yeah. than this asshole. Fuck you. And then he gets in there. He's like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. He I'm was just, the voice of the but, assholes. But, he was the yeah. pe- he was the one who shit. No, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Like pe- what we want to scream at our TV. Yeah. These deep state politicians have been 
taught to like uphold this kind of etiquette and this kind of demure mind meanwhile they're bombing brown families and robbing ones that are here too that's why i was happy to see hillary lose yeah. is because like you know well, i don't want I, her to be my first female president no like she's a like, shitty the most like, anti-feminist president she defended against yeah of, of against bill clinton's actual rape allegation not the coming on monica Lewinsky's dress and like oh the dress like actual sexual assault yeah. rape like physical like while he was in a place of power mm -hmm. and she's like basically gaslighting them and victim blaming yeah them. i mean the, the problem with hillary is that like she it's like the you know that carlin bit where he talks about like how like some feminism ends up manifesting itself in the sense of let's replicate all the shittiest traits of men and like and like that's hillary clinton in a nutshell <laughs> yeah well, she's it's like, like the, the flaws of the 1960s sexual revolution by convincing women you're exactly like men you should yeah. want as much sex as men and they tell this message to men too they're like so go out there men take the sex and and they even told men like women do want to have sex as much as you it's just society's oppressive so you have to take it out of them free love yeah and they so they the free love sounds great but there was so much rape back then because they were like they were they were they were socialized when you talk about rape culture 1960s sexual revolution was rape culture oh 100%. it was a culture of coercion and non-consent because consent doesn't matter if society's been oppressing you for this long i need to get it out of you and it's like yeah. it's it's like but that was a that was an extreme reaction to the fact that women had no place in society when it came to economic freedoms yeah and that's what they wanted but what they were given was this shitty like like offering of like well you can fuck a lot it's like that's not, i want a, a stable career i want to take care of my kids by myself if i get divorced i want to make sure i can take care of my yeah. family I, I thought the whole problem with this was just viewing us as a collection of holes like like as opposed to yeah. like and, and it is and that's the the whole idea of debasing human dignity to, 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 to just like basic animal desires. Like it's like, it's like, okay, yeah, we have a lizard brain. We all have a lizard brain. That's not the entirety of what makes us up. Yeah. Like, like we should be striving to be better than those oh, basest. Yeah. That's instincts. why I'm guess. That's like, why. And this may be, I don't know how you <clears throat> feel about this. I'm against the death penalty. Me too. Me too. Because it's too, it's too definitive of an act. There have been so many people who were found to be innocent that it should not even exist anymore. The way I look at it, you sh nobody should be killing people unless the person is trying to kill you and you have no other exactly. choice. Exactly. It's not self-defense like, if you're strapped to a chair. No. With it, like a thousand volts coursing through your body. Yeah, the, it's like, I think someone put it this way that, and I've never, I've never heard another way articulated that's better than this, is that, um, I, of course I want that person dead. If someone like yeah. was a pedophile and like, and like, like hurt your daughter or your, your son or whatever, and like Welcome. hurt your family, even like robbed your, you know, you, some people that might be like, I want to kill them. We shouldn't have the death penalty because, of course, we all want them to die, but our laws have to be better than us. Yes. You know what I mean? Our laws have to yeah. be, like, more morally standing than our base instinct to just want to kill yeah. and revenge. Absolutely. Because it doesn't bring solace to people. It doesn't bring anything good except for fucking, like, like a pat on the back for a prosecutor. Yeah. To be like, hey, I did that. I got justice. Yeah, and it's man. not real justice. No. Like, the justice system, first of all, is a fucking joke, too. I, I work in the legal industry. I know. Oh, like, man. it's... Because my brother being in jail, like, the way he talks about shit and, like, just the things that are going on and, like, the processes and just how expensive phone calls are, first of all. Everybody The privatization of, of prisons. Yeah. It's like you have private corporations that milk money off of desperate, emotional family members who just want to talk to their family. Not to mention the slavery aspect of the private prison oh, thing. Of course. The 13th Amendment is still going strong. Yeah. And, and you punch license plates and, like... They were trying to break. They were trying to um, union bust in Baltimore. The trash, I think it was the mm -hmm. the, the the trash union. Maybe it might have been Michigan, but there was a, some city. They tried to union bust with prison labor. Yeah, by they, saying, "Well, these people collect trash for thirteen cents." But Victoria's Secret and McDonald's both use prison labor 
and and benefit in, insanely from it. That's why like, uh, Orange is the New Black had that panty yes, episode. Yeah, that, that is. I, I, That's great, dude. Fucking fuck them. Both of those companies use basically slave labor in prisons. You know what's the most fucked up thing you ever hear of Angola? And yes. N- not the country, the prison. Yeah, Louisiana. Oh, no, never mind. Yes. Oh, so, so – yeah. Yes, so, I've yeah. heard of the country, no, but now okay. you just said in Louisiana. So, so yeah, yeah. So, so there's this prison uh, in Louisiana. It's still called Angola. It used to be a plantation Ooh, called bully. Angola. Ooh, all, because all the slaves came yeah, from Angola. Bullshit. And so this prison now is 97 some odd percent black. And it uses slave labor. And not only that, they grow food and crops on the grounds of the plantation that the prisoners there pick to this day. For 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 zero to like you know cents on the dollar. This is still going on it's, in the United absurd. States and, in and just a different name, and it's institutionalized. That's my biggest pet peeve about about Americans. We talk about history repeating itself. Institutionalization of of things makes them normal to people. Yeah. And people because something is done with a logo and and a stamp oh of approval. God. And and someone nice in a suit and tie standing behind a desk saying that this is the way it goes this is the procedure. We bureaucracy. have these documents. We've new, bureaucracy is the most toxic. It removes human you from the product that you're trying to consume. It does you want to talk about? Marx wants to talk about alienation. Bureaucracy is the truest form of alienation. If you have like that's why I'm not like against like capitalism in its purest sense in terms of a yeah, man an making something value. exactly. Because women he, can't be capitalists. Well, what I, okay, I, <laughs> I guess I should be a little more inclusive no, with my okay. language. I gotta be careful with that shit. No, that's all right. Um, but uh, what your alcohol problem or? <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I agree, and and that's why I'm against shorting too. Yes, same. On, a, on a grander scale, because I believe I'm a capitalist. I love capitalism because it's a beautiful system of free exchange of ideas for a value that increases something's value. Yeah. Right. If, if I want to sell a bottle of water and you like my bottled water, I'm going to do my best to make the best product for you. I'm raising the value, not only of my product and my ideas and, but you're raising my value and I'm giving you something that yeah. brings value to your life. You give me more money to reinvest in my company. But shorting is, is the making of money off of the, the devaluation. Yeah. And these wall street guys are incentivized and have historically Use their media connections to completely eviscerate yeah. companies. That's why the GameStop thing was such a, a beautiful breath of fresh air because these these fucking Wall Street guys used this technique to short our housing market. Yeah. They didn't believe our housing market was go- the most stable financial market ever. And not only well, – you know, housing market is where people fucking live. There's a big reason for that too. I mean if you look – and here's the toxicity of institutions. Toxicity. <laughs> the, uh, I, I like that. <laughs> there's a – like – if you look at why they shorted it, is because the subprime loans that that were made in yeah. the housing market were those are government directives. All of those oh, loans were, yeah. were programs from the Clinton administration. Yeah, trust me, my dad told yeah. me plenty about it. He's like, oh, but but then the thing is, it's like you talk to these like blue collar people, and the first people to blame is the people who got the mortgage in the first place. Mm-hmm. Now, I am never going to go after the people who go after like welfare where it's there in front of them yeah. or PPP loans. I don't go after people because people are people. If you give them an opportunity to get free money, yeah. they're going to because I would because you would. Yeah. So, you know, you some maybe are in a better position in your life where you don't have to reach for those kind of things. Well, but there if are I people, could take unemployment and sit home and write all day, yes. I fucking would in a heartbeat. Yes. Now, I, I just have to get laid off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, unemployment is not like the job I work. And also because I'm paying off student debt, which I have a lot to Same. talk about, dude. But 
I work at a job to pay off my student debt. Talk about some predatory shit. Oh, dude, and Joe Biden was definitely part of making it so you could never bankrupt from it. <coughs> student loan debt is the only debt you cannot go bankrupt on, yep. which is – it's fucked that it's also the one that you can sell to 17-year-olds. Exactly. It's it's it's, it's, a take it's like you giving credit cards vulnerable. to toddlers who want to buy fucking toys from Ryan Toys yeah. Review and say like, oh, but that credit card debt you can't undo. And and it's also like oh, – man, but, but just to finish that point yeah. about like uh, corporate structures and banks and shit like that and the, the – I don't blame people who go after the free shit because it's there. I blame the system that allows people to lose purpose in life by seeking out free things and not giving them. Yes. Like, I don't want money. Like, I, I keep saying this over and over again. Independence. Not, no. Well, that, that for certainly, thing. no, 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 for certainly independence. But think about this, right? The people who were hit most during coronavirus, mm -hmm. restaurants. Yeah. Do you, if you want to make money, do you get into the restaurant industry that has 13 to 16% margins or do you become a fucking stock trader who made the most money they've ever made in the history of the stock market was during the most catastrophic fiscal year to the American people? Yeah. If, if that is not an example of how fucked that we are and yeah. also that in companies have slowly and slowly said, no, pensions aren't exactly, I think 401k is more our speed and they've basically outsourced your livelihood after the age the of 60 market. to the market which plays around with it so much. And, and they're like, hey, you got to buy into this too now. No more legislation that affects this shit because your future is tied to it too. Yeah. That's what that did. It's that so gave fun. That gave the corporate class the ability to take the middle class and say, you guys are now not only are, are you know, I hate to say this, but are, are wage slaves during the fucking, oh, yeah. during, the, uh, during your, the course of your young life. But when you get older... Your entire thing comes from that. doesn't matter what you put in during your life. doesn't matter what you did this. It all matters how our market goes. And yeah. if you don't play a role in making that happen better, you're fucked too. I forgot who said it, but there was a quote that it's like, the worst addiction is a paycheck. Yep. Because it's oh, like – absolutely. The, I think what's not understood and what keeps being demonized is business. Like small business is the answer to financial freedoms because once you start an LLC, even if like us comedians, right, if we wanted to make ourselves an LLC – the opportunities that open up for us to to take hold of our retirement, to take hold of our health insurance, to take hold – it's like we're not taught this in school. But like the way you play the game now is LLCs are how you yep. – because that's how you can you know, leverage price – you know, things that cost you. You shouldn't have to pay – we pay for so much out of pocket and don't get rewarded for how it invests into our life. No, it, but businesses, that's the entirety of business. They write, they, off. They, they write off things and it's because – it's building value. So if you want to do something with your life, you need to find a skill, a product, something that you can contribute to society and make that into a business. Like, and I'm not Gary Vee. I'm not like, there's a business in every one of you. There's going to be someone who just gets along flipping burgers or like where I work, like rolling paper. Cause it's like, if you find a place that hey. fits, <laughs> well, yeah, my roll paper that's used for medical purposes, but uh, hey. <laughs> Actually, by the way, I just remembered my very first cigarette was not in the Czech Republic. It was a hand-rolled cigarette by this gorgeous Italian girl with a half-shaved head, and I smoked it to try to impress her because there was two There was two Italian – so my exchange thing for Germany, it wasn't just Americans. Yeah. It was multiple under an umbrella thing. So there were people from South America. There was people from – which, by the way, you want to see something funny. Take one of those trains cross-country where they're very quiet and like mm -hmm. demure into themselves, and then you get on board with a bunch of Co Colombians and Venezuelans and, fucking, yeah. and, and Nicaraguans and stuff and pretend like everyone's not like – burning a hole in the back of your head with their eyes because they're like what are all these brown spanish people doing on my train <laughs> but fucking um but fucking no but i was saying something about debt and i completely uh lost my you're train. talking about uh 
Going abroad. Oh, uh, oh yeah, but the PPP loans going after this shit, the bureaucracy. <laughs> but yeah, don't blame the people. Blame the system because it's like you're the one who made yeah. this structure, and it's like it's predatory. That's it's it's it it's it's ridiculous. I'm still paying off student debt right now, and luckily Uncle Joey gave us the fucking no federal Reprieve, student. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm gonna finish paying off my private student debt next month because I got a bonus from work. Nice. Oh, that's my point. LLCs. So it's yes, like yeah. the only way to have fiscal liberation is through a business ownership because when you own your business you own the risk that comes with it but you also get all of the reward like you get to create something and you get to help other people and you get to take the shitty jobs you've worked before and change someone else's life exactly i don't want to be treated like i was treated at mcdonald's so when you create a business it's not just creating a money maker you create a culture because you can create a space for someone to build value for you and for them like a trade you know if i do make water bottle like if I sell water, maybe I want to incorporate my own bottling yeah. factory where I make my bottles. And that, Th- you know. that's the biggest thing. You're supposed to be making money. Business in its highest form is making money, doing a thing or providing a service. Yeah. Like or making a thing like right. Putting value into something, getting value out of it. As opposed to if your whole business is just money, like, which is unfortunately the way that a all investment and hedge fund uh, stuff yes. works B and kind of less talked about corporate structure you have a fiduciary responsibility to your investors. That means that if you're, mm-hmm. if, if you know, James Lysol makes the Lysol company because he loves getting things clean and he wants to make the best damn cleaning product at this yeah. side of the Mississippi. And he does that. And then he incorporates because a bunch of people dump money in because they want Lysol in California too. Yeah. Then what happens is James Lysol's main goal is no longer making the best cleaning product in the country. It's providing money. It's providing money, Dude. which means everything's out the window and that's how you get this sell out to china shit let me tell you bro because i'm I work in a corporate structure a multinational paper company that makes paper everywhere in every which way and it's it's a it was my town was it was the oldest mill the the paper company that i it originally was before it was bought out uh was the oldest stock on the new york stock exchange damn it was <laughs> it was the shit. bedrock of our town it was like it's a it used to be a lumber mill then it was like a pulp mill then it was like a textile mill and now it's a paper mill and a processing center and things like that and and you get to a certain point you don't build value and this is like if you if you need any stock tips if you're looking at companies don't look for companies that you have to look for good research and development and good value earning product because mm-hmm. you can't make money in a company by cutting the bottom line by cutting costs. No, yeah, you you no, don't make it, money. That's a false way to cook the books to make it look like your value is going up. Yeah. The you're just providing to, a shittier product. Exactly. The only way to provide more uh, value to your company, which is like a stable investment platform is to actually make new shit. And it costs yeah. more to do that. You have to go out of pocket, but here's the paradigm that no one saw. Well, everyone kind of sh- expected and saw coming, but never realized it would get to this point, which is that in America, at least, and I'm sure in other places in the world too, the paradigm of business is if you're not growing every year, you don't stay in business. And the yeah. only people who can afford to do that are those like Amazon and Target yeah. and Walmart. And you know what doesn't help a business grow every year? When you literally tell them you legally cannot operate your small business. Yeah. But you know who can still legally operate their business? Target, Walmart, Walmart yeah. fucking Amazon, dude. I mean, and it's it's insane. It fries my brain to do the gymnastics to figure out how these extremely liberal politicians who say they're for the small guy they hate corporate overlordship and they hate all this shit are also the ones that say shut it down 
because now you're emboldening these companies yeah, that already have so much money to wait out the storm. And the, easy, the answer to that is easy. They don't actually give a shit about they any of that. They don't give a shit about they, that. They say it because they're politicians. They want compliance. And, yeah, ex- and they don't exactly. want the liability. And the small business owners, they don't they don't contribute to the DNC's fund. Nope. They don't contribute to the no. to the politicians' pockets. The giant guys They're do. not the ones pulling the strings. Like, yeah, like, exactly. This is a big thing I thought about, too. You were talking way before about the, the East India Company. Yes. British East and Dutch. Trading, tra- yeah. yeah. Did I say that on the pod? Yeah, East yeah. India Trading Company. Yeah. yeah, so they, like, if you look at what those, like, the British government and the Dutch government did with colonial governments oh in, in relation to the trade of their main company, the East India Companies, yeah. in either case, what you have is it's the first tangible real example of lobbying in in, in a really up close and clear way mm-hmm. and that's you have company representatives because the company makes so much money using and leveraging the power of the state to establish a market that they have dominance over and not only that when you get into that type of colonialism literally establish influence over the structure and effectiveness of the state apparatus that exists in that area and and if you look at like and this is the craziest part of things if you look today at what we have going on in the middle east with our endless wars in china especially hong kong is a great example of it like you have these same spheres of influence that exist with just multinational powerhouses that have capitalized on the fact that china's government sold out its own citizens and is allowing basically them to be exploited for slave labor and have the yeah. and have the environment around them completely destroyed to the point of destroying their health because that allows them to provide low cost area for, for business to operate. Yeah. And, and when they do that, you have an endless stream of labor and material goods that you can crank out at a cheap cost to everyone all over the world. And in doing that, China makes itself the most important nation state to the global economic system. Yeah. And when you, when you let your corporations run wild like this, the only reason that happens is because of lobbying and because, you know, they're the ones whose money gets these people elected in the first place. Yeah, man. So w- when you let that whole cycle just continue and continue and continue, like this is why we have the geopolitical problems we have. This is why someone like Trump gets in office because all those <laughs> factory jobs, all that – we don't make anything in America anymore. Yeah. He's right about and that. And he could just promise – like any po- – they know. They voted for politicians that never yeah. fulfilled their promise, but they then they saw this guy who was an outsider who said – exactly the thing that they wanted and even though they knew in the back of their mind i'm not going to get this promise fulfilled they're still like at least this one's saying exactly because other even the other republican politicians were saying we're going to bring jobs back but he like trump was just was belligerent and like offensive yeah. and insulting so he would insult the people that they insult yeah. it's like yes yeah, so he's definitely on my side because he doesn't like the chinese like trade deals and stuff like that there's only one way to actually do that to bring those jobs back and this is a this is a plan I've been working on for a long time. Like I majored in political science. This yeah. is kind of like policies, like sort of my thing. Like you have to enforce a federal sales tax on all business that trades in America, or, or not sales tax. Excuse me, excuse me. A federal minimum wage on all business that trades in America. And and I'm not saying like a fifteen dollar minimum wage sort of thing. I'm saying this is how you price China out of the consumer goods market. If you if you establish that. So explain that. Deep. So like basically like, right, if you say that like if you're trading goods in America, goods and services, you have to pay your workers X amount of dollars no matter where your factory is located. 
doesn't matter if it's in Beijing. It doesn't matter oh. if it's in Shanghai. You have to pay them a living wage or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Seven twenty-five. We can even yeah. keep it at seven twenty-five an hour. And that it would be enough to fuck China and end and it tomorrow because it, it's not seven exactly. cents and twenty-five micro cents. Now, granted, you won't be able to get iPhones for you know a no. couple hundred bucks or a finance plan. It'll be expensive as fuck. But you know what? You also won't have Foxconn workers jumping out of the building, killing themselves yeah. because they're slaves. You, the whole global economic system that puts America in this position is the, the, the eternal consumer. We, we are just these office people who push paper around and th- that's the ideal, right? Mm-hmm. And we work on this like sort of like decentralized online platform. We're all, you know, like... It's an assembly line. It, exactly. It's just it's a all it is. assembly line. And it's just an assembly line to shuffle currency into our pockets so we can keep these businesses afloat. Yeah. Because they can crank out the next dumb fucking kachung fucking good and we're going to keep buying yeah. it. Yeah. How many iPhones do we need? Yeah, literally. I like. I, mean, I bought a shittier version of like to purposely to get off my phone. I got a shittier version of a phone, and this phone has more capability than I could have ever imagined when I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. That was not that long ago. Like you have a room full of typewriters, and those were amazing. My grandmother made this typewriter. Yeah, your grandmother made that typewriter. With, I'm imagining in America. Yeah, in a factory in like in right a factory in America, yep. and <clears throat> and that helped people write ideas and it helps you write scripts and shit like that like it's scripts you have jokes, a connection it, yeah and and like i know there's like people are gonna say but it's like oh, i wanted things for cheap like how can i how do you think these like lower income people can afford these products but it's like here's the reality i don't think we should i had a joke about this actually that we don't deserve the technology we have we don't because we don't. there are people that not even not even like the hardware we don't deserve the software because there's so many people who put in so many like software developers are like notoriously exploited workers because they work super long hours to debug and they have deadlines <laughs> and investors people, yeah. and startups and this and that and the other thing. And these softwares are, have so much genius in them. And that's another reason they can keep stealing our data is because we can't understand a quarter of a 1% of a thousandth of what's going on with this shit. Yeah. You don't understand a line of code. Why do you deserve to be on Tinder? It's fucking stupid. Yeah, literally. Like when they say learn to code to coal miners, we should be saying that to fucking incels. Like <laughs> if you want to figure out, like, you know how many fucking nerds it took for you to be able to track your calories and yeah. go on a run and like go find gay guys at a truck stop like <laughs> that are 13 meters away from you. It's like, you don't need an app. The that. amount of, <laughs> it's just like my biggest concern with, with uh, the acceleration of capitalism is the separation of a product from its consumer. Yeah. Because the, you know, the most obvious example is food. You know what I mean? We used to hunt mm. our own food. We used to gather our own food. And if, at least if we didn't, we would know the person who did. And if, at least if we didn't, we knew the person we traded from who did. And now it just gets further, further and further. You go to stop and shop. I've never seen an avocado in the wild. No. I've never seen a kumquat or like a plu, a, a pluellen in a, or there's a, a, there's a pluot, which is a plum and an apricot mixed together. Jesus which is Christ. Really delicious. But how about those massive fucking strawberries? You ever seen wild strawberries, wild oh, raspberries? Yeah. Motherfuckers yeah. are tiny. I know. But, the, but here's the thing is like, even if you forget the genetic modification, it's like if someone bred those strawberries in their family for generations to make the biggest strawberries that they've ever seen. But at least I know it comes from somewhere. And I understand you can't have mom and pop everything. I understand with the advancement of capitalism, you're going to have some kind of conglomeratization, some just for ease of use. Like it's just be easier than having super inconsistent product all over the place. Yeah. It's standardization is important and it's in good – it's in – I can see it. But it just – gets to a point where it's just not okay anymore maybe because where it's just destructive to our society it becomes almost authoritarian in the sense of like this is how it is this is how it's going to be any change like look at look at how the fossil fuel industry controls the development of fucking new technologies and energy like like i mean any change any deviation from the norm 
is fucking with our shit. Like, look at look at the cab companies when Uber started becoming a thing, mm-hmm. right? They're all trying to, oh well, like we paid for all these licenses and medals, and like we got to. It's like fuck you. They figured out a better way to provide yeah, your service. Yeah, and now California like, ex, like exiled yeah. Uber from their borders because they're not treating their employees right. It's like I understand where you're coming from. But I'm also not going to believe that this isn't some union-related bullshit because yeah. you, they were still paying taxes and those employees pay taxes. And it's just like – And you pick your own schedule. That's so – Yeah, like, and not only you pick your own schedule, you pick your own fucking job. Like, yeah, That literally. was such a good side gig for people and now they just can't do it. Like you're no. taking away opportunities. If these people aren't the ones who complain. I mean you're kind of – you're getting your liberal friends who sit in mansions, swirl martinis and talk about how like these Uber people are being taken. It's like immigrants who just freshly yeah. rose to the sh- – like. What happens? It's if you, not if fair you, that the commoners have to drive around and I know, and that drive know, us to yeah. our meetings and our boardroom meetings and our, our. But but here's the thing: is like Joey Diaz talks about immigrant mentality a lot, and I love the idea of that because America is opportunity. Like that's all America's ever been is opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's opportunity for the fucking pilgrims to get away from their like sexless puritans and get to start fucking and sucking their wives the way they want to in the light of Christ. And it's an opportunity for so many immigrant waves to like start a new life here like so for instance my family did they came over here yeah, in the 60s dude. so like, my, my malaysian friend he was telling me that like back in malaysia like people in order to be successful have to be corrupt that he is a very smart guy and he can apply himself and do really good shit but if he needs to get anywhere that place has been so government and yep. corporate corrupted that you can't be an honest and prosperous person there whereas in america you can produce a company that's moral you can start a company that employs people and interfaces with its community in a moral sense yeah definitely. many companies do that that's what small business is what literally every restaurant is yep and then it's like you get some corporate overlords but it's like but that's the thing about restaurants too it's like i'm not worried about chilies taking over the restaurant scene yeah. because there's something beautiful about artistic companies like food is an art it's a you know even if it's a greasy spoon diner it's like someone's idea and someone's vision into that dish yeah. and i like those i like the restaurant industry in clubs and things like that because it's hard to corporatize without you immediately knowing that it tastes different. Mm, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, absolutely. It, and so it's like I'm not worried that Chili's is going to take over the whole market of like, you know, Mexican grills in like Texas yeah. or whatever. I'm not worried that like Carrabba's is going to somehow like put a mom and pop Italian shop in like Long Island out of business. Yeah. Because it's like you just – there's some things you can't duplicate. But what know, I am worried about some, – The what, government putting them out of business. Exactly. And that's the thing is they were struggling. It's like – that guy who told that joke, he's like, don't you love when you watch a deli that's been open for 47 years just shut its doors? Like, oh, I don't know what to do. Yeah, that was hilarious. That who was, was hilarious. That? Uh, it was like a guest. I, f- I forgot. It was Haley's friend. But, yeah, man, I just – I forgot. That wasn't name. Joe, was it? No, no it was, it was Joe, Chris. Chris. His Joe name was Chris. Yeah, but, yeah, some other guy. But Very, very fucking – the guy who sang, right? Yeah, really funny fucking Hilarious, guy. dude. Un, like, unrelenting force. Just like yes, didn't yeah. stop. But the I, energy. I'm just, I try to stay optimistic, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I – I always, when I was a kid, I raised, I was raised to expect another shoe to drop. And it's like, life is a struggle, you know, shit is going to happen. And I, I mourn for these businesses. And, but I, I see from our perspective, like when we're doing open mics and shit, how they're holding on and they, I see how the joy in their eyes when we like, like not going to say any names because if people fucking, they're like, Oh, you're over No, fucking. It's like people just going to patronize businesses that like yeah they love and they support and it's just like if they're cool and there's relationships like our business is comedy and right now we get a free space because we support them with our money when it comes to like we have a good faith 
understanding of buying food and drinks and things like that yeah. to support their business and then they support our art by letting us be there and it brings more people in it's just this beautiful symbiosis that's like that's capitalism at its finest. i agree open mics are like what capitalism was meant to be it's uh it, what's the fucking machiavelli thing uh the mandrake uh there or no I, I guess it's really like uh i mean it's all the same thing right public vice equals private or private vice equals public virtue is his thing and if you look at like uh, the iteration of that in economics is the invisible hand like everyone acting in their yeah, own Adam Smith's favorite shit man yeah it's uh, it's also just like if left un like unimpeded we would mostly make the right decisions. There's a great story about that. I don't know if you've heard. Do you know Dwight Eisenhower was the president of a university after he was the president of the U.S.? Okay. Um, so while he was there, they were undergoing a renovation. They built a whole bunch of new buildings, this whole new section of the campus. And uh, they're having a meeting to decide on the pathways between the buildings. So they had a bunch of architectural firms like Pitch Designs. And you know they had like, oh, we're going to have these and a fountain here and this winding little thing. And Eisenhower is just sitting there through all these presentations. He goes, this is stupid. Like we leave the buildings up, let the kids walk to class for the first, you know, couple months. They're going to wear the most direct path in the grass anyway, because that's where they're going to walk. We'll put the paths there, dude. And that's what he did. I love that idea, man, because there was, it reminds me of this hilarious, like social experiment video I saw in New York of hurting people with traffic cones mm. <laughs> because people in New York and in the cities have been conditioned to respect the traffic cone boundary. Yeah. And it shows that if you just, what they would do is they started a funnel, right? They, there wasn't even construction, no scaffolding or anything. They just made like, imagine like a, a, a funneling of, of people from a sidewalk into a narrower space through traffic cone. Like a single file. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So they started out wide and there was a time lapse of them slowly moving in the traffic cones and people it's like if you swapped it out for sheep being herded by like corgis into like a yeah. pen it's the exact same thing because even if you don't see danger you respect the authority of a bright orange like yep. reflective thing and it makes me think of that because it's like given the opportunity like understand i understand regulation things like that you need to keep a safe workspace like yeah. things can be dangerous but to that effect you know people do find the the path of least resistance and things yeah. like that like it just and that's why the COVID shit particularly pisses me off because you're staring adults in the eyes and saying, you don't know how to be safe. You don't know how to wash your hands. You don't, you don't know, know how to wash your hands. Yeah. You don't know how to cover your mouth. But it, that, here's the thing about America. What's beautifully disturbing, which is that we love to solve problems. But if you tell us how, we're going to do the exact opposite. <laughs> yep. Even if part of how you told us to solve the solution is how you do it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, so, so I, we understand our community better than you do. And which is another th- issue I take, which is governors governing over a host whole state, even though Detroit is not the same as like Lansing. Yep. You know what I mean? Well, it's also not, not only that it's, it's unconstitutional in most States the way like, oh, yeah. like Ned Lamont oh. extended the executive order well past his constitutional and you saw, limit. Like, what, like, what's happening with Cuomo about lying yeah. about the numbers. Yep. And, but here's the thing is it's like they're autocrats given. And we're starting to see this more in the Southern States, particularly Florida given the opportunity to make your own decisions about behavior, your citizens will choose exactly what they deem their community to be responsible for. And this is a beautiful thing because it doesn't necessarily mean wearing masks. It doesn't necessarily mean social distancing. You just have been used to telling people to do that for so long that you think that's the only answer. Yeah. But you know what Miami says? It's that Miami says we're a population of young, horny, beefed up, vitamin coked up vitamin vitamin filled sunshine loving healthy people we choose herd immunity we choose to club and fuck and suck and go to the beach and just 
there's a social contract mm. in Miami that once you enter, you will get COVID. But don't worry. We'll take care of you because everyone pretty much has it or had it, and we'll figure this out. And look at the numbers difference in oh, there. Dude. California, it's almost identical. And it's like what? They both did shitty. The, here's another thing, too, that disturbs me is it's like, especially in New York, mm-hmm. because now we're getting like deep, deep into winter. It's probably like the fifth or fucking sixth snowstorm that we've had. It's like yeah. you've had the worst, the, the strongest, uh, you know, lockdowns and procedures, and what has it gotten you? What has it gotten you? You, you have a cluster of asocial Pressed citizens who lost all purpose in life and were barely holding on because of the financial housing market and were driving Uber or trying yep. to keep their dream alive with a gig have been smashed to pieces against a fucking rock wall. And it's like, for what? For what? Like, what have you gained? Have you Are your numbers any better than anywhere? Maybe the idea that this shit is a pandemic, so pretty much a lot of people are going to get it. But here's the beautiful thing about viruses, too. Their nature, by their nature, they're very balanced. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not a fucking virologist. I'm just saying, like, it, there's some common sense rules about virology, which is like, if something is extremely contagious, it cannot be extremely deadly. Dead, yes, yeah. And if something's extremely deadly, it can't be extremely contagious. Because they nature, die before yeah. they're fucking. They can the host it. needs to carry on the virus, like Ebola. Yep. Extremely deadly, deadly, but also was transferred through fecal oral contamination, blood, things that are not in a well-run hygienic society easily, to, you know transmissible which is why speak for yourself man i love fucking dude in the ass till he bleeds yeah, and sucking his dick <laughs> yeah dude, i love sucking the shitty blood off of my boyfriend's cock but, <laughs> but that's the but that's a great point too is yeah. about like aids the aids crisis in the 90s fauci was part of that one too yep and there was Did a, a great job they're amazing <laughs> terrified one in five people will get it by the year 1990 whatever the fuck yeah. like, so here's the thing is it it disproportionately affects the gay community because of the lifestyle like yeah butt sex there was a lot of intravenous drug use because, like, gay communities, like, people who flocked to New York to that Love were... Love shooting meth. Yeah, well, <laughs> well like, shoot, shooting up, like, drug... These communities, it's like... It just... It was... It, that's just what it was at the time. Yeah. And they did not acknowledge it. They, they, they were in, like, the swing of, like, we, you know, don't ask, don't tell. This was Clinton. It's like, we can't discriminate against gays. But then at a certain point, the gays were begging... To, for like help in their community specifically because yeah. they were spreading help over everyone and act like, up was that whole fucking yeah, yeah that. but they were like please help us mm-hmm. I mean, this is it's killing us and you're not doing anything because you're not acknowledging the fact that, that it affects thing. us yeah. rock hudson with the whole fucking thing with Reagan, yeah. right and it's like it's not discrimination against us it's discrimination for us like discrimination isn't a bad thing you have to discriminate which groups are being affected and help but if you just think oh it's affecting everyone oh it's affecting you know for covid it's yeah. affecting like kids and teenagers the same and so we have people and diabetics yeah we have to take all the kids out of school we have to turn them all into asocial homeschooled kids the suicide rate and among kids is fucking crazy and also like i was listening to a podcast too and like parents yelling at the kids get off the phone he's like then how can i have friends there's no you're telling me i should be terrified to go visit my friends because i'm going to kill my grandma and now you're you're telling me i'm depressed because i'm on my phone no i'm depressed because i only can go on my phone to see my friends literally and like i really admire these kids like when i see on social media like on tiktok and like all these compilations shit like trying to make the best of the situation but they are holding on for dear life like there was a video of this baby who was like celebrating his first birthday and it's like um uh uh clap your hands if you're an overstimulated quarantine baby because you haven't seen anybody for through a year for your Jeez, entire life that kids those kids are gonna be fucked dude i mean it, there are t- horror stories. I, I studied childhood development in school because I went to a childhood development teaching college for mm-hmm. my psychology degree. And I 
was learning horror stories about orphans being left alone in like uh ukrainian orphanages with just staring at a white wall and like their that brains fuck them up their brains don't have grooves because there's no behavior or stimulus yeah, yeah yeah and so they're scared of everything they're like and and our public school system is already fucked up anyways but at least it gave and people are saying like oh that's just because the parents want like babysitters and it's like yeah you've given us no other option you're a government that does not support parenthood and but but will like pay us out if we produce more kids and don't have a job but if we do have a job and want to work for it like you're kind of just like well you're shit of luck you, you know paternity maternity leave is not necessary and it's not legally supported and like yep. connecticut where we live vacation is not legally binding you don't have to have vacation the only labor law in connecticut for workers is that if you are a full-time employee you are guaranteed 32 hours of work That's so fucked every up. week so like where i work i have to save my vacation to use for when we shut down because they don't want the liability of not offering us 32 You're hours fucking of work. serious so the only reason they give us vacation is so that they can take it back so oh to my say god like, that's yeah, fucked up it's i fucked, hate that dude. shit and you can't even like a libertarian would say okay you'd you're not guaranteeing i would take the not guaranteeing me 32 hours of work if i can use my vacation like i'll write a waiver that says i waive my right to work this week if i can get my vacation whenever i want it yeah but they don't because they're treating us like little babies and little kids like you need to be told how to behave and like well the state loves doing that because it enforces predictability and makes their jobs functional yeah they don't this is what the quote i was trying to tell you about earlier about killer mike because i saw one of his posts and he loves posting about black leaders that like made a genuine change in america and i i'm killing myself that like that's not i don't know the other guy's name but malcolm x was one of them and, and the caption that he said and just the part of the caption that i loved where he says because these people fought to remind the government that they should fear their people and not the other way around Facts. because it, it's, it's like marcus garvey was it uh i now i gotta look it up because now i'm guilty I, I i feel guilty for not knowing because i just watched the movie malcolm x so I hate white women now, but or at least I have a reason to hate white women now. But um, no, here's here's the the quote. It said, uh, uh, "Malcolm and and Pinto." I don't know who he was talking about specifically, but that's the guy right there. Hmm. And the quote was, um, "Comrades and company, conspirators for the proletariat, killed three days apart, killed because they believe government should fear the people and not the other way around." God bless yeah. the dead. God bless the living. God damn the enemy. That's so true, man. It is. And he always spells America like yep, America K. KKK. Yeah. Uh, and that's so true, man, because it's like, you know what? He, I have a theory, too. And, and this might be like a divergence from what, what I just got text my girlfriend. That I'm still recording because we've been talking for a while. Holy fuck. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we put this one in the can. We've been talking yeah. for a while and I love talking to you, but I could be yeah. here literally all night. And then yeah, I, right. I kind of just chill. But. This was a great. We went on. A, this was a lot of fun, man. There was a lot of gusto behind that. This was our first episode of Can We Be Friends? Uh, join us later. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have. We're just gonna keep recording shit because it's yeah. fun talking with you, man. Talk about politics. Fucking yeah. Conspiracy theories. Yeah, man. Some I gotta get comedy. to. Next, I'm gonna bring notes so we can keep come like checking stuff off and come oh, back yeah. to it. I'm gonna. I wanna. I'm gonna show you some of that footage afterwards. Yeah. I'm, I might cut some in like as the. As the credits are rolling here. Definitely. I'll see if I can find any of my pictures. And I'll yes, that would be dope. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, that's the first episode. Uh, we don't know what we're doing. We're just going to keep figuring it yeah. out. Thanks but for tuning in. I've been Gage Morrow. I'm Mike Massaro. Uh, see you guys next time. Take care. Peace.